Thursday. But anyway, yes, welcome to the latest edition of Happy Hour. Um, we're here. We're here to party. Uh, hashtag what day is it? If you could punch anyone in the face right now, <laughs> other than the person that you already did, <laughs> who would it be? My inner thighs are very <laughs> I feel like half of this dream. That's and I don't think we'll ever go five hours again. Oh, but you can't do with Laura and Parker? Okay. <laughs> I mean, we can't. Loves Albuquerque, New Mexico, guys. I don't know why. What is your? I know. I know where I want to go. Yeah, I like her. Eventually, yeah, in Leo Primak, upside down. Great victory sip, babe. (laughs) Great victory sip, babe. (laughs) Dancing back here. Welcome (laughs) to happy hour. Cheers. 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 Try to break into a stranger's apartment. I'm sorry. What? What is going on, party people? It is a Saturday. It is July. (laughs) (laughs) Hashtag what day is it? Hashtag what month is it, apparently. (laughs) We are here, and I have learned that uh, apparently packing for a move is both cathartic and stressful as heck. My name is Jillian. And my favorite food group is tacos. And my name is Molly. (laughs) And welcome to another edition of happy hour. Oh my goodness, I am so excited we're here. I'm so excited for our guest today. I'm so excited for these drinks, because let, let, let me tell you, if anyone in the chat, because you are drinking responsibly and you are 21 and over, these cocktails are mm, I so mean, delicious. Yub Nub is Come on now. already cool, but now that it's a cool drink, it's even better. It's perfection. And and what what could be better than having a wonderful Star Wars cocktail? Wonderful guest, and uh, I'm I'm very excited for our guest because when we when we came up with the uh, idea of happy hour, I believe this individual was at the top of our list, and said, and we were like, oh yeah, oh yeah, he for sure needs to be on here, and we have him here today, and I think we should just get this going and introduce him right now, ladies and gentlemen. Get those hashtags in the chat. It is the one, the only fan favorite, Adam the Razor Wit. Look at hey. those glasses. <laughs> Look at that. Cheers. 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 Cleaky Saturday. I made a, mm-hmm. I made a run in honor of this show to, uh, to get, uh, all the required elements of this. And I'm now it. proud to say this house has gone from zero bottles of alcohol to exactly the type uh, only, this is the only drink you can make in this house right now. <laughs> glad, glad we could be of service. Yeah. yeah. You're welcome. Very nice. You're very welcome. And I, and I have a Pink Panther Film Festival uh, going on in this house tonight, and uh, this will be the official drink of that as well. Nice. Well, there you go. Glad we could be of service for you tonight. I'm glad we were able to assist <laughs> in your uh, cocktail-making needs for today. So you're welcome. Yeah. Glad to, glad to, to you have you. Good to see you, Adam. Yeah. Every time I see you, I tell you how much it is amazing to see you every single there, time. I there were many hugs the uh, first time so we many. saw each other after we broke quarantine. <laughs> So many uh, hugs. Uh, pretty sure. Wait. Pretty sure it was like three times. I was like, "Can I hug you again?" Like, <laughs> he kept walking I, up to me. I'm gonna hug you again. Can I just give you another <laughs> hug? Because this just feels right. Because I think you were one of the last people we saw before yeah. quarantine happened, and it was just like, "I see you now," and it's like, "Okay, it's officially over. Things are going back to normal." Because I can hug Adam again. Yeah. Aw. <laughs> 
Where did we see each other before quarantine? Uh, where was the last place we saw? Each other? I guess the, the oh, taping. The, probably, studi- right? the studio taping. I mean, we were planning yeah. on going to Scum and Villainy, and then right. we've never been together. Yeah. We had never been. We well, Sean and I had never even been. We were like, okay, well, we need to go. I mean, to go with Adam, and then I can't the wait world to go back. Up. Yeah. I yeah. know. Same. Yeah. Same. But how <laughs> have you been, sir? What is going on in the life of Adam Witt? What is going on? Well, I've been managing for the last month, which is very interesting. And, do you like uh, it or do you just despise everything about No, it? I like it. I'm not, I'm told I'm good at it, but I don't think I'm you good, are at, good it at it. Yet. No, I, you are good at it. I've heard that from a lot of people, and I think yeah. it's true. Yeah. Well, um, yeah, I don't have uh, I don't have the greatest uh, win record in that either. So I don't know. It's uh, I'm not sure what to do there. It's but. fine. I, well, like, well, I will say that one challenge that you had, best yes. challenge I've that ever was, heard in the entirety that, of the Schmodown. It was so yeah. yeah. I was, that was so a good nervous one. about that. I was like, oh my god, because I'm like, I feel like I'm playing in somebody else's sandbox in a way. You know, it's like no. Kaiser's relationship with everybody, and I'm like. Can I really come in and say challenge if I think there's a thing, yeah, or is this just yeah. going to look weird, you know? But no, you're the manager. That one worked out. Do what and you I want. do love getting under Sam Levine's. I mean, I think I've only managed against Sam Levine, right? I think. Or I mean, I guess Vinny last season, but. <laughs> I, but yeah, I mean, uh, I thought it was great, but yeah. we don't need to. We don't need to talk schmodown the entire time we're here because it's a party and we're here to hang out. We're here to chill. These and go down fast. I, that's the thing. And that, that, when you said, because you were you like, I can't even taste the alcohol. And I was like, that's when it's deadly. Because uh-huh. <laughs> you're like, oh, I can't taste it. And then before you know it, you've had six of them. Yeah. And then, yeah. So mm-hmm. this thing's called the Yub Nub, right? This, this is, is the Yub Nub. Yes. Uh, so we can celebrate, you know, the lyrics to the Yub Nub, right? Is that we could celebrate the glory. We could celebrate the power. We can celebrate the something and celebrate the love. Ask Sean, he knows. But. <laughs> Ask Sean, you know, Alex probably knows too. <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah. Alex does know. I, does he I know the, real, the English lyrics to Yub Nub? The, yeah, celebrate, celebrate the glory, celebrate the power, celebrate the something, celebrate the love. That sounds, yeah. like, a, that sounds like a cheers. That sounds like a toast. Like it does. Oh, my God. Actually, now that I think about it, like the, the English version of that. Uh, yeah. Written for singles play on the top 40 charts. <laughs> How can you play on the top 40 charts? The English language version of Yub Nub. Of Yub Nub, please. Yeah. Thanks. Oh my God. It sounds like a toast. Um, like now I kind of want that in my wedding. Celebrate the love. Cheers. 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 Celebrate the I glory. Just look, I just looked up the lyrics. It's freedom. We got freedom. We got and freedom. And now that we can be free, come on and celebrate. Power. We got power. And now that we can be free, it's time to celebrate. Celebrate the freedom. Celebrate the power. Celebrate the glory. Celebrate the love. Oh, that, <laughs> that is, is the that... most eighties nonsense I've ever heard in my life. I I have a feeling it's in the back of my brain that John Williams' son wrote those lyrics. Yeah, yes, yeah. He wrote and performed them. I, I think he wrote and performed. Yeah, what a thing to have on your resume. <laughs> Has anyone, has anyone, I don't know if you have a list of topics or whatever, or if this is just pretty freeform. It's uh, freeform. I I have tuned in at times where it is clearly freeform, but I don't know at the top of the show if it necessarily (laughs) is. That's the point of happy hour. When is a happy hour ever scheduled? No, this is a freeform. We have some some, like topic card thingies, but right. The point is, the point is to have someone 
say to themselves, oh, I think happy hour is on right now. Let me go check YouTube and tune in to have uh, Mara baking and Robert Parker drawing in, you know, uh, uh, the the uh, the maze tattoo on his arm. That's the essence of happy hour for me. Is all basically. Like, oh, my God. That's basically it. Welcome to happy hour. Right. <laughs> Cheers. Cheers to that. Yes, exactly. Cheers. I'm obsessed with this drink. Mm, it's really good. Well, tell us what what have you been up to other than managing? What was your past nonsense of a year like? Like, what have you, what have you been doing? <laughs> Let's see. Well, I got into snooker. <laughs> Every, did everyone pick up a weird sport or something that they watched What's, over? What is what, a snooker? Okay. Snooker. Snooker is, is the, one of the greatest sports ever invented. I did not know this a year ago or All a year and a half ago. Yeah. Snooker is a type of pool. Okay. Oh, you, I've heard of this. Like a with, swimming pool? or No, like, like a billiards type pool. Okay. So eight ball is billiards. I don't think snooker is considered billiards. I don't know what the the difference in the term is there. But but snooker, so I, I love weird sports to begin with. And uh, during quarantine, I got a PlayStation 4 and I started playing with my cousin in Ohio. And we take the vast power of of the PlayStation 4 and being able to play all the way across the country with another person and applied it to an obsession with snooker. Uh, and what snooker is, is it's a bunch of red balls and then uh, six point balls, okay? So all the red balls are worth one point, but you have to knock a one point ball in in order to knock a higher value ball in. So the black ball in snooker is seven points, pink ball six points, blue balls five, uh, and then uh, three, three and two. And uh, so <clears throat> it's this strategy to it that like it makes eight ball like I never watch eight ball again or never I would never watch eight ball. That's a weird <laughs> televised sport. But snooker <laughs> is a great televised sport. And in fact, the championship's going on right now. I just decided oh. to do a search for it the other night. And I was like, oh, the championships. I watched a whole match last night. Oh, cool. There's no, an amazing to strategy to it. it. Yeah, oh, that is. Cool. I love watching like. Uh, me and my dad used to watch billiard games uh, when I was younger on TV, yeah. and I, I loved watching the people who would do like the trick shots. Yeah. And oh, wow, that's that's fun. Stuff like <laughs> snooker and yeah, that's really and key, cool. And, and snookering is when you when you snooker your opponent, which is such a great British word, right? You're like <laughs> ah, I've been snookered. Oh yeah, it sounds like again. either a, it sounds like a British term or like a sexual innuendo. It's very British. Yeah. I think everybody yeah. playing in any championship is Welsh. It's like oh, just it like sounds about right. The yeah. the, the uh, pool halls in in Wales is just packed with uh, snooker players. <laughs> but you have to if if you know your opponent has to hit a red ball before they can hit a colored ball, then you try and put them in a place where they can't hit anything, and that's called snookering your opponent. And that's part of the like fun strategy. Hey. So I got into snooker. <laughs> so you can can you scratch and yeah yeah you can scratch yeah and that's and it's a it's a it's a point game so you know i mean ideally you would hit a one ball in and then hit the seven ball in and then each time then the ball the point balls come back out so then oh. you can hit another red ball and another seven ball and the seven ball comes back out another red that's a playing a perfect game is nothing but ones and sevens ones and sevens over and over and over uh, and these okay. guys are like so good at it yeah Wow. Sounds like a lot of math. <laughs> There's a little math to it. A little... It sounds a little mathy. It's a little mathy for my taste. A little mathy, our but I, I would watch it. Our favorite part is that there was a guy in with white gloves who walks around the table, and 
if someone does scratch, you reset the table to the way it looked before and either force them to retake, or if you want to take the scratch ball like the other player and put it wherever you want. But if they had a really tough lie, <clears throat> surprisingly entertaining, right? Yeah, you, you just don't think about it. But uh, um, but we, I love the white ball guy that you know the guy with the, the white gloves that runs around and puts things down and stuff. Very proper English sort of thing. And also, I love the announcer who, uh, after every point, goes one. (laughs) (laughs) I want to be that guy. That's what I want to do. Everyone knows. That's what I want to do. Do you know the sketch comedy troupe Mitchell and Webb? Yes. Yes. It's British comedy. Uh, If you like British comedy, look up Mitchell and Webb. Sometimes it's available streaming. I should probably buy all of them because it's kind of rarely streaming at this point. It used to show up a lot in uh, mm-hmm. on Amazon, but uh, or Hulu. It used to show up on Hulu, and they also did the show Peep Show. That's the same comedian. So I love Peep Peep show. Peep show. Yeah, I never watched enough Peep Show to get into it. I do need to because other people are pretty devoted to that. But the it Mitchell, it's called that Mitchell and Webb look is their pure sketch show, just like Bing, boom, 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 three minute sketches, um, and they have a recurring sketch which is two snooker announcers, and it's just, and they're just like and they go on about they talk about life or whatever like that, and they, and they get distracted into whatever they're doing. They put a beer tap inside the thing. It's all about drinking for them as well, and they, but then every once in a while they can't re- relate, can't relate to that at all. <laughs> can't, relate, well, can't relate. Can't relate. <laughs> and then you know, they'll be talking about whatever, the king and queen or whatever, or making a drink or something like that. And then they'll realize that, oh, they're snooker announcers because there's lots of time in between the shots. So the funny recurring joke is they're like, you know, talking about whatever, whatever. And he goes, oh, 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 oh. And that's a bad miss. And then they go back to talk. <laughs> Sounds like if Molly and I hosted a game of snooker. <laughs> be like oh, that's deep a into, bad miss. Deep into a conversation and be like, oh, oh, oh. oh. right. Pronouncing Three. a thing. <laughs> Seven. <laughs> yeah. You should have you should have people do play by play on happy hour. So in the lower screen here, there'd be two smaller screens to the side. This just be like, oh, Molly seems to be uh, getting along well with Jillian today. Oh, she's telling a story about her day. <laughs> I can. I mean, I could see you and Paul doing that. Like that seems oh, like a movie could. guys. That seems like a movie guys kind of thing to do. <laughs> we love doing. We did lo- did the play by play commentary for Star Wars, and it's like I we loved it. Th- thank best. you, thank you. The yeah, best. that was such a labor of love and such a quarantine thing too. No sports, mm-hmm. no movies. Nope. Let's change that. You know. <laughs> Have but, you done uh, that for all the movies? No, no, no. I mean, I kind of want to just do a Patreon and say, like, if people are interested, we'll do that for other movies. Yeah. But like, it's so much work. You know. Yeah. Paul, yeah. Are really How- funny. What's that? I was gonna say, how much work did it do to do the the Star Wars free for all? How much work went into that thing? Because that was just a masterpiece. Tons, tons of work. So that was good. like, I mean, easily three or four full days of work on that. From oh my god, figuring out like how to do the whole thing, who was gonna win. Then you got to shoot all the action figures. Then we got to record yeah. all of our commentary. Then you got to edit it all down. Uh, uh, you know, so oh, and then we had to write every question. I mean, that's, that's like, right. Because, <laughs> yeah. because for some reason, uh, I mean, I think it's more my obsession maybe than Paul, but he's always game, which is fun, which is like the endurance sport of comedy writing, you know, which really? is like, okay, well, let's let's do the free for all Star Wars action figures. Very funny idea. But you do realize you have to have 43 questions or something like that. Yeah. You have to have a lot of or more. No, yep. it was like 
there were like 40-some players. Each one would have to answer five questions. So I'm curious how many questions we wrote for that, like over 100, that's I guess. That's at least. A lot. Yeah. yeah. So, uh, so yeah, for some reason, the endurance sport comedy, because it's like you get the idea and we're like, oh, that'd be great. We'll do the free for because we were so robbed with the free for all. That was happening yeah. when yeah. quarantine shut down. Yeah, that was it was literally like two weeks later or something. Free for all was supposed to be. Yeah. Yeah. And so it was like and we tried to get ours up on the day that free for all would have happened. And I think mm-hmm. ended up in, getting up the following Tuesday. That's how much work it was. But That's but it was fine. still like for all of us, all of us who had were robbed of that were like, yeah. I've. You know, I think we were really powered by like we we could be heroes here in a in a dumb way. <laughs> the <laughs> only way perfect. I'd want to be a hero in a dumb yeah. way. <laughs> it was so perfect though. It was like exactly because like because it was the start of everything and everyone was just depressed as shit and it was like yeah okay how long is this gonna last and then you came out with this little bundle of joy and it was just like this is so great like this like it, it, I think it was the first time I smiled since like we all got the shutdown notice and I was like. Oh, this is amazing. I love this. That cool. means so much. That means so much because we could feel that. We could feel like, yeah. oh, this this really has a place. This really is filling a void mm-hmm. with movie guys nonsense. But like like it's almost like we're the only ones that can help him heal because we're the only idiots that would write 150 questions <laughs> and shoot action figures on green screen and do all this stuff, you know? Yeah. So, yeah. But it was, was it's a good like sneaky way to study too. That too. I mean, right. Everything's like a great way to study as well. Studying and then making content at the same time, which is basically my mine thing. and Alex's job. Yeah, yeah, I know. Right, <laughs> and and like we did the play by Star Wars play by play, and I was like, and again, endurance sport. And, and the way it feels like it comes up again, I think Paul's more game than I'm making sound here, but it, it is like like the Star Wars thing. I go, well, let's do a play by play for movies, and he's like, oh, what scene? And I go. No, no, the whole movie. The whole thing. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> He's like, okay. <laughs> Sounds good to me. Let's 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 map out how much work that's going to be, and we'll uh, you know we'll figure out how to tackle it. But uh, me and Alex did uh, on the Stars Explain Patreon. We set goal amounts for the Patreon to get to, and every goal that we got to, we would release a commentary for the for a Star Wars movie, and we've done all the movies. Oh wow! Okay, yeah. And it's, it's really fun. Yeah. You get a couple drinks in you, and then you're like, all right, uh, I'm going to talk about this. I'm going to talk through this entire movie. <laughs> you know, it's funny. For the Ford Fiesta, our, our uh, current podcast, we, we've we watched every Harrison Ford movie in a row. Right now, we're up to Force 10 from Navarone. And uh, when we had Ken Knapsack on for Star Wars... There was a, it was like a scheduling thing where it's like, oh, you know, Ken's ready this day. Let's just do it. Unlike the other Harrison Ford movies, we don't have to watch those because we know Star Wars. Yeah. And yet, and yet, um, so we, so we recorded that episode, you know, just talking about Star Wars or whatever without, but usually like Paul and I will watch, uh, you know, getting straight and then we'll go right into recording our reactions to it, which is really fun. Mm -hmm. But, uh. I realized, like, while f- pulling clips for Star Wars, like, now, in, in the course of the Ford Fiesta, he's he's the actor from Getting Straight or Journey to Shiloh, who's now in this other role. And I'm like, mm-hmm. Paul, we really need to watch Star Wars, like, because it's, like, <laughs> as, like, watching Harrison Ford's progression, like, what's the movie he did in between, uh, you know, um, um, uh, the conversation in heroes it's star wars you know like now he's in that context so mm-hmm. we're uh, we're going to do a backyard uh, screening of star wars at his house this week <laughs> Ooh, <laughs> so we can, yeah. fun. Fun. But, uh, but i'm like that's a perfect commentary opportunity i mean we're not going to for this one but that's a perfect commentary opportunity too yeah oh, definitely oh definitely now i need to rewatch star wars <laughs> 
And uh, Getting Straight. Have you seen Getting Straight? No, I've not. (laughs) It's the only film Harrison Ford did with Elliot Gould. I couldn't couldn't tell you another Harrison Ford film I have seen other than Star Wars and Indiana Jones. Really? Like, I don't think I've seen any other Harrison Ford films. I'm gonna be honest. There's a lot out there. Well, you know. It's, uh, it's, it's, we're obsessed with him. It's really, it's like, yeah. the, I mean, that's how Paul and I met. Did you, do you know this? I, I've told no, this on a couple tell of us the stories. story. Tell us the story. This is a fun story. And what's funny is Paul and I haven't told this story to each other in 20 years or however long we've known each other now, 20 some <laughs> years. Um, we, uh, um, that, okay. So I was in an improv troupe in college and all of them moved to Chicago to, to, uh, train with the second city. And I was okay. a little b- behind a few, a few of them graduated before me, my improv troupe. And, uh, so when I finally got to Chicago, they had already formed their own comedy troupe. And so I'm there, I'm, I've been there for like a couple months and I'm like, Oh, let me go see their new comedy show. Well, what had happened is my friends actually decided to do an experimental show where they weren't actually doing comedy. Some of them were doing serious monologues and somebody had really got one of them since they left my college and comedy had really gotten into like performative dance. So I went to the show. Yeah. So I went to the show and there's all my friends. I'm waiting for them all to be funny, but I'm, and I've heard the show was not uh, necessarily a comedy show. (laughs) Mm -hmm. They would do all these, you know, things. And it was really interesting. I mean, like they were really stretching for acting and I couldn't believe my friend like new performance dance. You know, I'm like, wow, this I, you know, I haven't seen him in two years and he's jumping all over the place. And, you know, (laughs) but then in between all these things where they had hired two people that I didn't know. And it was Paul Preston and Karen Volpe. Mm. And, Paul Preston and Karen Volpe came out and and fired straight fastball sketches, like three minutes, cuties, get in, get out, like, oh, so-and-so, such-and-such, you know, well, yeah, why don't we do this? And and they would would get the real, like, skitty skit sketch jokes, you know? Yeah. And I was like, well, that's so funny that, you know, that that there's these two other people that are actually getting all the laughs, even though uh, my friends who are comedians are doing all this other stuff. Yeah. And in the middle of it, in the middle of it, Paul makes a Harrison Ford joke that oh. nobody gets but me. He named one of his, right. He named one of his characters, uh, all of Harrison Ford's characters' last names, like as a, like a long name, you know, like so, such and such and such and such. Yeah. And, and I was like, you know, it's one of those things of like, you want to prove to the crowd that you find this funny. You know, so I laughed out loud and I was the only one. And so then after the show, I was like, I had to go up and meet them. I'm like, Who's this hey. guy? Right. I'm like, hey. I got that Harrison Ford joke. And he's like, oh, oh that's, that's awesome, cool. whatever. And he's like, uh, and so we just started talking about Harrison Ford right there on the sidewalk in Chicago outside the, what is that theater called? Oh, I can't think of it anymore. I used to be on there. <laughs> it's okay. That's, uh, do you still do any improv stuff? I don't. I don't. I found Other than it to, like online stuff. No, I don't. And I mean, I still know all the people, the second city here, not all the people. I mean, there's many generations after me now I'm, I'm getting up there, but, um, but all the old school improvisers, I go see their shows and stuff like that. But no, I find it, uh, very hard to find a place to improvise here in Los Angeles. I find it very hard to improvise. I find it very hard to do stand up, and, yeah. uh, you know, uh, Paul and I put up, you know, and, and Karen and the movie guys, we put up a show at the Second City for a year, which I considered a triumph. It was like a, a version of our show that we've been doing on YouTube. Mm-hmm. But, uh, yeah, I, I, I would like to start my own space or something. And, you know, just because I'm like, I have the urge to do all that stuff. And now back in Chicago, because of financial things like Second City, might have, I think it's closed or traded. Oh, no. It's not closed, but it like it's it changed the- hands. 
Oh, yeah, okay. the the New York location closed because we went there um, in f February. I want to say last year, February, like right before the the shutdown, we yeah. went and it was it was really cool. But uh, that's the same actually, city had a New York place. Yeah, or UCB. Yeah, was it UCB or Second City? I can't UCB remember. UCB really runs New York. Uh, Second City has been has put on shows there and and taken out of space and kind of run it for a year and stuff. But uh, yeah, but, you know, um, this this LA one on Hollywood Boulevard has been the first one they've had that's lasted a long time in in mm -hmm. in any uh, in any uh, venue or whatever. But yeah, been, no, I I really miss it. It's yeah. Very fun. We we were we me and Alex started going to an improv uh place here in Atlanta called Dad's Garage. Uh very famous say, place. Like, very yeah. famous. Have you ever been? No, but I when I, back in the day when we would go to improv fest and stuff, there were a lot of performers that had come from Dad. It's been around for like 20 or 30 years, right? Or a long yeah, time, I was right? going to say we started going there like over 15 years ago and we go all the time. We've taken improv classes there. If you ever want to, if you're ever in Atlanta, let me know. And because we're good friends with everybody there oh, and get you up on stage. hundred percent. And I bet there's improv. a friends of friends thing. I probably know somebody there, you know, still from, nice. from yes. my time. Yeah. Uh, so fun. It I love improv. It. I do too. I haven't done, God, I haven't, well, I haven't done any sort of theater, anything really since college. And it's like, sucks because like i want to get back into it i want to do like the improv and the comedy stuff and like anything theatrical but it's like i just don't have the freaking time anymore like it sucks yeah i mean that's the great thing about the schmodown is it's like it finally got me in it's, front of a crowd exactly you know? and that's it's, nice. it's that's kind of it's kind of like my outlet now like my my creativity outlet in a way is doing like the after show and and doing stuff with the schmodown now and it's 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 definitely nice to have that. It's like, oh, I can't, I don't have the time to like go to a theater and rehearse anymore. Like, I can't, I can't do a hell week anymore, for God's sake. Like, I don't have the time to do that anymore because I would just take out my entire life. But I could do, <laughs> I could do some time after my work day, no problem. So it's it's nice to have that little that little theater outlet, quote unquote, yeah. kind of thing, you know. So it's it's nice to have. It's not yeah. like being on stage by any means, but it's. You can't complain. Yeah. <laughs> can't complain. <laughs> I will say that. I will. I, I will say though. Now that it's coming up to, it's my favorite time of year, and I believe Molly's as well. It's spooky time. It's almost a spooky time kind of year. Uh, I did used to be a scare actor, and I think that was the funnest I've ever had in my life. But it came to performing. What is a scare was, actor? So, have you ever been to Halloween Haunt or Horror Nights? Right, right. I hate those things, and yet I, I was go one to of those things. I yeah. was. I was one of the top build of one of those things for quite some time, and it was loads of fun. Uh, I would never do it again, because I would just die. But loads of fun. Because it's like, it's you're working until 2 a.m. in the morning, and then, like, it, no. I'm in bed no, by 10.30 yeah. now. I can't do that. I can't do that. I mean, it's professional professional childishness. You just get to be a child. <laughs> yeah. You get to go do childish stuff. It's, it's the best. I mean, it's... 100%. It was great. Uh, and then my troop, we were the only ones who could, who were allowed to go on rides. So we got to go on rides with people and, like, sit next mm -hmm. to them as they're, like, screaming at you to not go on the ride with them. And you're like, ha, 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 and you climb in and you sit next to them and just stare at them the whole time. It's great. <laughs> You're like you. You bought a ticket for this. Yeah, you bought a ticket here. I can do what I want. Punk. Like, how many uh, nights a week would you work those? Uh, either four or five. 
because sometimes it would be at the beginning of the season it was thursday to sunday and then closer to halloween it was wednesday to sunday so it would be it was five nights a week and this is while i was still in college and when i still was working an actual job job so we used to have so much energy to do so many things right there was there was a point of time during that where i had an internship i had college courses i had my actual job and i was working hot so like there were some days where i literally had like 20 hour days and i I, like i think about it now and i'm like how 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 did did i how did i do that like i can (laughs) barely like i can barely like pack for an hour without getting just like completely exhausted and i was like i was doing all this shit for like 20 hours a day no thank you never again hard pass i really want to go to something like that someday because i've I've never been to like you don't have anything like that and you have to have something in atlanta well they they have some stuff they have stuff at like six flags uh okay yeah they do they do uh what is it at Six Flags? What's it called? I, I forget what's called at Six Flags. Oh, horror or something? Horror. Yeah, something. Horror or something. But we've also got um, Netherland, which is... No, ne- Netherworld, sorry. Netherworld is, like, the biggest haunted house in the southeast. Ooh. And that that is just, like, Shake insane. it at him. Yes. Yes. <laughs> yes. Yes. Spinning action. <laughs> It's the centrifuge effect that really adds to it. It really makes the cocktail. We should have added that in the instructions. You must shake while in a swivel chair and spin around at the same time. They they think you just have to shake the drink. You you have to shake. It's it's a whole. You literally have to move your body. Yeah. Okay. Well, Molly, if you are you you like to move it, move it, move it. I know. That's part of being a bartender. You got to put on a little show while you make the drinks. Exactly. Got to smile, smile and shake it. Uh, but if you are ever in town for a spooky season, I will take you to all of the spooky things. We will go and we will nice. party. If I if I go to the New York event, I'm hoping that there'll be something going on in New York. That's that's, that's gonna that's be like early October, yeah. Ooh, do you like spooky stuff, Adam? I love spooky stuff. I'm a huge uh, slasher and blood and guts movie fan. Perfect. What's I your mean, favorite? When, uh, Friday Thirteenth Part Four and uh, the um, My Bloody Valentine, two of my favorites. Right Friday Thirteenth series can't beat that. Uh, see, I'm a Freddy Krueger girl. I'm a give me a Nightmare on Elm Street. I like Freddy Krueger. I That's like that. Fine. There's a lot of. And also, just I'm a fan of sequels and things that continue like that. I think that's really. Yeah. I just I also love a mythology that is clearly made up as they went along. Yes. You know, I mean, <laughs> and, and what's amazing is Star Wars is that also, and everybody, everybody, I'm, right? Yeah. I mean, I mean, Post Luke Marvel, and Leia make out yeah. for a little bit in the first movie, but like, the, oh, just kidding, they're siblings. <laughs> they right, related right. the whole time. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. No. Made up as and, we went along. Yeah, and and it was so funny that the most re- the, the the sequel trilogy. I, I think very much on purpose because J.J. Abrams is very committed to what they did with the original ones is, no, we're not going to do the Marvel thing of planning the whole thing out and mm-hmm. then we just hire people to execute that. It's like, no, the next director 
you know, we get to add on to, you know, they, they had some idea of what was yeah. going to span across that just like Lucas did. But, um, but you can't beat for a made up as it went along mythology, Friday the 13th. All right. That's uh, mm-hmm. ready to go here. The first one, it's a mother who ironically, I'd say, uh, uh, it kills a bunch of camp counselors for the death of her immortal son. So, okay. So anyway, How a bit dare of an you irony kill my son who can't die. Cut the mom's head off, movie over, right? Nope. Turns out the son can't die. So the son comes back in two, but he doesn't even get the hockey mask till three. He's the hockey mask killer. He doesn't get that till three movies in. That was a thought they had the day of. Like, eh, I don't know. This bag on his head doesn't look so good. What do we what do we have there? The fourth one, the fourth movie of eleven? The fourth movie of eleven is called The Final Chapter. <laughs> That's amazing. <laughs> The fifth one oh is not even God. Jason. Fifth one is not even Jason. It's some ambulance driver who got upset. <laughs> he just got some upset. guy that happened to be there. <laughs> this, this, the sixth one, they bring back Jason with a bolt of lightning. Because <laughs> why not? Because why not? The seventh one, a telekinetic tries to bring her father back to life from the pond and accidentally brings Jason back to life, and he basically fights Carrie. Oops. <laughs> The eighth one, he goes to New York. All right. I mean, I mean, now you're in like Bean Crosby territory. Yeah. <laughs> uh, and then um, the ninth one, Jason isn't even in it. His spirit swirls around and, and gets into people and they become Jason. And then the tenth one, they shoot him into space. That is the best made up as it went along mythology ever. And I'll allow it. I'll now admit, I, want- I don't, I know. Like, I haven't seen any of these. Uh. I've seen a couple, but now I really want a Jason and Bing Crosby like duet (laughs) (laughs) holiday special. (laughs) This from Eric. Shout out to shout out to Eric, Mister Chronic. Uh, David Cronenberg appears in which Friday the Thirteenth film? I won't answer because I know it. Does anyone else want to answer? Of course I don't. I don't know. (laughs) I don't watch movies, Adam. I don't know shit. (laughs) Don't watch movies. What do you do? Watch TV. I watch Star Wars. If it's not like under the Disney umbrella, I probably haven't seen it. Gonna be honest. Mm. Unless it's like spooky films. I've seen a lot of spooky. I've seen like the first, like, I've seen the first Jason films, but like. Yeah. Yeah, no. Well, I mean, when it comes to Halloween, what's great is I love, obviously I love movies. I love programmed entertainment, but I love that there are two holidays that are entirely based around watching things, which is Halloween, like to really crank up the scary movie content at that time. And then Christmas movies are movies that you only watch one time of the year. Like it's it's amazing. And now the Hallmark channel has this whole thing of like, they make a hundred of them every season. It's just such a funny thing. And and there are no Thanksgiving movies. There's like four. Isn't that funny? In between, There's a couple, like, but yeah, it's uh, the, the, you get like the Charlie Brown special. That's about it. That's and, all like, I watch. There's a handful of, of movies out there, but yeah, not, not too many. Yeah. There's Plain Strange and Automobiles, Home for the Holidays. Like who's going to put that in? Pieces of April. <laughs> who's going to put that in? You know, I mean. <laughs> We just put on, we put on Christmas movies during Thanksgiving. We're like, ooh, Christmas story. Put that on. Like, that's what. Oh, no, no, no. I cracked the code, by the way. A couple years ago, I was so disappointed in the fact that in between this huge movie fest of Halloween and this huge movie fest of Christmas, that there was nothing. And I realized what really bridges the gap is Mystery Science Theater 3000, which used to hold an annual Turkey Day because their bad movies are called turkeys, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. But also, some of them are kind of horror movies, but they're not like 
horror movies like that you yeah. would watch to get scared. They're more like they're very warm and fuzzy horror movies, which Thanksgiving is a warm and fuzzy holiday. So now I watch MST3K throughout the Thanksgiving season. Don't they have yeah. an episode where it's like Santa is like on Mars or something? Or it's Santa it's like Claus a... versus the Martians, yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So that's like the best of both worlds. Right, right. You can literally bridge like watching MST3K horror movies right after all the way through Thanksgiving until Christmas and then watch Santa Claus versus the Martian. And you've completely bridged the media season that it is Halloween and the media season that is Christmas perfectly. So, yeah. Uh, I'm so excited to start because I've been saying it like I'm I'm I was going to start watching horror movies like this month because it's almost it's almost spooky season. But I think that might be the first thing I I know. It's already almost August. It's crazy. But I think the first thing I'm going to do once we get our when we're in the new place and we got our big new TV, I'm going to sit down and I'm going to put on like Carrie or The Exorcist or like one of those like spooky movies and get myself all ready for the holiday season. Because there's there's two. And I've also said there are two things Sean and I will accept for housewarming gifts. If anyone wants to send us anything, we don't need anything. But I'm like, okay, if you want to do anything, we'll accept liquor. Because we have a full bar that we need to stock, and Halloween decorations. Other than that, like, that's it. <laughs> Please don't send us anything because we're good. But it's, I need, yeah, I'm so ready for Halloween. I Me love too. it way too much. Uh, I found a, <clears throat> I found a subset of people who do vlogs on YouTube, and they're all about uh, hunting for good deals on Halloween decorations. They're going to like. Ooh. Michael's, Joanne's, like all the places that carry tons and tons of Halloween decor. And like, I'm sure people do that for Christmas stuff too, but I found a bunch of people who do it for Halloween stuff. And I was like, oh no, I'm going to buy all of this. <laughs> I need all the things. Oh God. I can't wait to see what Grogu is dressed up as for Halloween. Does he have a costume? He, well, as you know, he picks out all his own monthly costumes. So I'm sure he has something in mind. Um, but I'm I don't sure know. We'll have is. to we'll have to wait and find out. This is the dress up Grogu in the background there, eh? Yeah, yes. he's got yeah. a little Fourth uh, of July uh, head wrap thingy on. Um, but I don't for know July. what we're, what do you, I don't know what he's got planned for August. That's you know, so we, funny. everybody's got a Grogu in the background. <laughs> I know. It's like you a gotta thing. have. You gotta have at least. Ours one. are the same. Is, this, is it the one that that you can pet his head? And he talks to you. Yes, yes. Oh, now, now Molly's seen. got the real pro Grogu back. I know. A pro, a pro she Grogu, has, a pro Grogu, if you will. A lot of Grogu's back there. You got a lot of Grogu's. Look at, hold on, there it goes. Yeah, look at all those Grogu's. Now, one, oh, I like the two. one big Babu Frick sticking out there. That's Babu <laughs> Frick. Look at it. There we go. Look wow, at that. Wow, that's so many Grogu's. Stuff. Look at all of them. Okay, now here's the question. Here's the question, Molly. Mm-hmm. It is it is do you like Grogu this much or is this one of those things if somebody says, you know, I like unicorns and then for Christmas she gets nothing but unicorns. You know? <laughs> it's it's a little bit of both honestly yeah. cuz I was telling Jill before we started, someone sent me this tiki mug and these Grogu straws stuff. that have Grogu on them. That's and great. I've gotten quite a few little packages of just random Grogu stuff and I love all of it. Yeah. So I, it yeah. was, it started as me buying all the Grogu stuff because I'm yeah. a Grogu fangirl, but yeah. At first it was like, last year it was like, oh, it's easy to get Molly a gift. She, this has got to be something Grogu. Like, and then now it's like, okay, can't get her that because she probably has it already. <laughs> <laughs> but 
I will say it's not bad to have multiples of anything because I had multiples of one of the little plushies and our dog Hilo got a hold of one of them and just tore it to bits. Yeah, what a good dog toy though. What a good dog toy. Yeah. Didn't last long, but <laughs> I saw that video. Yeah. Sad. It was it was a bloodbath. <laughs> stuffing everywhere. So By the way, you know, I noticed, uh, Jill, that you still have the uh, little Mandalorian uh, crest on the, the chest uh, of Grogu, which is... Now, I thought that was a weird costume choice because it makes him look like a monk. It kind of does. <laughs> I took that it's off. Like, I'm like, he doesn't wear this in the show. Yeah, I don't know where my it's, like, it's like the Church of Grogu, but like, <laughs> I'm, I'm not mad about it. He's just but, I mean, so I do cute. love the Mandalorian uh, cow horn thing. It's, it's such a cool symbol. That was a great <laughs> thing about Boba Fett. He had all these little things all over him. You're like, who? And he's in the, on screen for like two minutes total. If you're that. Like, who yeah. is this? If that. A minute. You're like, who is this guy? And he's got this thing on his shoulder. And you're like, what's that symbol? You know, he's got Wookiee hair and this symbol and that symbol and all these dents and stuff. You're like, this guy's amazing. Yeah. yeah. You, you see him and you're like, that guy's seen some shit. Like, he's been oh, in yeah. it. Oh, yeah. <laughs> and, and, and you know, you know, don't you, that you could send away for this is the genius of Lucasfilm. You could send away for a Boba Fett action figure in 1979. Mm-hmm. So before Empire Strikes Back came out, you could play with Boba Fett for a year with your other action figures yep. before that movie came out. Yeah, that yeah. is some great advertising. That's let, let's so let's give it up for for um oh my god why am I blanking on his name old man Obi Wan. Ewan McGregor. Alec Guinness. Alec Guinness, you, uh, old man. I said old man. Old man. Uh, old man Obi-Wan. Now Ewan McGregor Alec, is that. And now it's Ewan yeah. McGregor. But, so Alec Guinness in his in his contract or whatever, he said, I want one percent of all mm. merchandise. And they were like, sure. sure. And he got like millions <laughs> just from merchandise. What's that gonna cost us? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Literally millions of dollars. It's well, like, and Lucas, God. it's like uh I'll 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 cut my director's fee if you mm-hmm. give me the give me all the rights to future movies which they're like they're never going to make another one of these and uh and the and the um yeah the merchandising rights and they're like merchandising rights aren't worth anything you're not planet of the apes you know yeah so, meanwhile yeah. look at all of us here with all of our star wars nonsense Amazing, and, you know right? yeah. here we yeah. are here we are 40, there's really something to be later. said about believing your vision you know yeah literally crazy yeah. craziness but and they'll never have, go anywhere. No. Yeah. Oh, God, no. I mean, yeah. how many new Star Wars shows are we getting just in the next two years? Oh, like so 19? Many. A lot. And it's <laughs> awesome. It's Great, ready. No complaints. No complaints for me. How do we feel about the casting for Thrawn and Ezra Miller in the Ahsoka series? How are we This feeling? has happened? Yes, it has. Oh, Rumor. I don't follow rumors or any of that stuff. I thought I it was officially announced. No, yeah, it, it might be, official. but I don't read any of that no. stuff. Okay. Well, they are saying that I don't watch the trailers for the movies before I go see them either. You know, oh, that's probably yeah. I don't. No, I'm like I, hardcore. I like that. I like yeah. yeah. No, There's my Star Wars opinions are the only ones that matter. My thoughts on it are the only. I ones mean, that. I love your Star Wars thoughts and opinions, so well, I love you. to hear it. Well, how are you feeling? Well, about I finally that? found some people who are interested. <laughs> well, hello. I'm always interested in what you have to say. I mean, I, you- I think I think you and you and Molly would agree. It's a, it's before you meet the schmo down and, and people like yourself, it's a lonely world out there. You're like, Oh, nobody likes this shit the way I do. <laughs> yeah. Know? Until you meet. Yeah. Until you meet other yeah. people who happen to know a sleaze bag or whatever these. Absolutely. Well, in, yeah, in your opening montage there, you had uh scrimshaw saying, uh, 
uh, Arodia Ventifoli and Lulio Primak, which is yeah. two of the greatest, uh, you know, Star Wars what's, names ever. What's your your favorite is, is Punch thun, Punch something something right? Therm Scissor Punch. I like Therm Scissor Punch. Punch. That's right. Therm Scissor Punch is the crab guy that's sitting next to Han Solo at the uh, Sabacc table in Solo: yes. Star Wars Story. Best I was name. really hoping he would have lines or like anything else to do in that movie because you know Denny's. Uh, God bless them for that marketing campaign for Solo. <laughs> uh, I love Denny's. I'm just going to put that out there right now. Denny's is great. So shout out to Denny's and their chicken fried <laughs> steak because that is a meal. <laughs> just want to throw that out there. Oh, yeah. The chicken fried steak at Denny's. I, I, I have to say I enjoy that. So good. It doesn't deserve to be that good. Like, why yeah. is it that good? Moon's over so Miami. Good. I don't know what they make that out of, but, you know. It's, I don't know, but there's nothing better, especially from us theater kids, and we can all relate to this. There's nothing better than Denny's at 2 a.m. Like, nothing mm. means it. Nothing I think it was, it. Uh, um, uh, what, what's his name? The uh, the host of uh, The Price is Right, uh, Drew Carey. Drew Carey. <laughs> Drew Carey said in his book, Dirty Jokes and Beer, he says, the great thing about Denny's is when you're in it, you know everyone in every other Denny's is just as depressed as you are. <laughs> <laughs> yep. Exactly. Exactly. But... Those, those chicken fried steaks, man, they're so good. And now I want Denny's. Wonderful. It's cool. So they've cast Ezra? They have, well, apparently I was told this morning that it was officially announced and I, I guess it has. Well, Nerd Chronic says that's good enough for me. Yeah. So it's, so <laughs> Rahul is the, if, if you haven't seen it, which I've been telling Molly to see it for the past, I don't know how long, the live action Disney Aladdin. Oh yeah. Oh, oh, is he? Is Aladdin he? is Ezra. Supposedly. No shit. Supposedly, yeah. It's Supposedly. not Raul Cooley, as Nerd Chronic says. But oh. there was like there was like a bunch of stuff online about him. Oh yeah, yeah. Uh, he wanted to do it. Yeah. He he well like a bunch of people he said he would make a great Ezra or somebody Mina did. Mina Masood, he... I think his name is the Aladdin guy. Mina Masood yeah. I think is his name. Yeah. Um but yeah. but Raul Cooley made a joke about playing Ezra and then everybody was fan casting him and he was like, No no. <laughs> But yeah, he, he, would. he joked about it though. But he would make a good Ezra. But so it's it's the live action Aladdin is Ezra, and then the person who did the voice for Thrawn is Thrawn. Lars Mikkelsen. Yeah, Lars Mikkelsen. Is this that's, a is this a brother of Mads? Is it a Mick? Is it Mad? Is that's what I want to know. Is he related to Mads Mikkelsen? I actually don't yes, know. Yes, yeah. Oh, oh, thank you, Jake. <laughs> <laughs> thank you, Jake. We appreciate it. We love a good Jake cameo up here in Happy Hour. <laughs> Wow. So there's more. So Mick, the Mickelsons are becoming like the Hemsworths. We're well, getting yeah, more Mickelson. Or the Scars And the Scars Guards. Sars Guards. How many Scars Guards are there? Like nine? You know, some of them aren't even related. <laughs> Alexander Skarsgård, the Tarzan, I don't think is even related to those other Sars Guards. Is he not? <laughs> yeah, I don't think so. I learned the thing. See, the only huh. Scars Guard I know now is the one who played Pennywise. And he can do that eyeball. Oh, oh yeah. yeah. I forget, even forgot about that one. So that's good. that's that which star is that? That anything, is like, who is that? Bill, Bill Scarsgard. <laughs> I knew I knew either the chat or Jacob and Bill Scarsgard. Now my now my goal is to get that to happen more often. I find that very funny. <laughs> <laughs> we'll just we'll get stumped on something. Or well, and here's the other thing. There's Sarsgards, there's Scarsgards, oh. and there's yeah. uh there's a third one too. <laughs> there is a third one. There's Bill Sarsgaard. There's Stellan Skarsgaard. Scars. Oh, okay. With a, with a K in there. 
There's Alexander Sars. No, Scars. That's a Scars guard. Scars guard. Also, he might be related to Bill, but whatever. Anyway. <laughs> There's so many of them now. It's yeah. crazy. We'll have to have so him on the show. <laughs> but Mads Mickelson is has been officially cast, and this is what I love too about that I stopped following rumors long ago, uh, around about the time of Phantom Menace. I was like, oh, that was fun, and it kind of ruined the movie a little bit. So oh, let no. me stop doing that, you know. And that's why I stopped <laughs> watching the trailers too. But uh, but with the Ford Fiesta, what's fun is we are producing the first season of the Ford Fiesta as they are producing the next Indiana Jones. They're shooting Indiana Jones 5, like, right now. Yeah, literally. And so, you know, we got to, in the middle of our Harrison Ford podcast, like, reveal the first photo of him on set. It's like, oh, my God. You know? Yeah. <laughs> it's Indiana Jones. I'm stunned they are making more of these films. I'm just going to say that now. I am stunned. Because, like, because we watched the fourth one, and I was like, he's going to fall apart. Like, he's just going to fall apart making this movie. And now, how long ago was the fourth one made? Ten years ago? Thirteen, I think. Thirteen years ago. And they are making more of these movies. And I'm like, how many millions of dollars are you giving Harrison Ford right now to make more Indiana Jones films? Like, they got to be paying him beastie money for him to even consider making another right. Indiana Jones film. It's like it's funny because he like Harrison Ford has gone on record saying he loves Indiana Jones and loves yes. playing him, which is the opposite of him playing Han Solo. Han Solo. <laughs> yeah, he's So like at least kill me. At least just he's doing something. <laughs> yeah. At least he's doing something he likes to do. But, but how yeah, great I, how great a villain. I mean, I'm assuming he's a villain. Is is Mads Mikkelsen. As the, as a villain, oh, he has to be. He's got to be chef a villain, kiss. right? Come on, yeah. Well, Mads is, getting, Mads is getting cast in every single freaking fandom now. Like he's in mm -hmm. Indiana Jones. He's gonna be Grindelwald in Fantastic Beasts if they're still even freaking making that movie. I don't even know if they're gonna make that movie anymore. To be honest, I'm not demanding it, but if other people want it, go for it. I, to be honest, <laughs> I'm not either. I liked the first. I'm one way out of that world. Yeah, I liked the first one. The second one just did not was terrible. Um, was he cast in an MCU film? I feel like he was. Oh, yeah. Mads is in I'm Doctor getting, Strange. I'm getting Doctor Strange, mm -hmm. and he was in Star Wars. So he's in all the he's, things he's now. He's getting to play in all the sandboxes. It's great. All right. It's perfect. You, like, as an actor, what more could you want in life? To be like, I've been in that one. I've been in that one. <laughs> I've been in that one, too. Like, give me all the things. It's also, like L3. Richard E. Grant. Also, also L3 uh, is showing up in the new Indiana Jones. Uh, what's her face? Phoebe Waller-Bridge. Yeah. Phoebe Waller-Bridge. I saw a picture of her in costume and I was like, she is, she looks amazing dressed like head to toe in 60s stuff. Like she had on bell bottoms and like a Oh, you've seen a photo thing. of her on set? I don't think it was on set, but she was okay. in costume and she was like walking down the street somewhere. Yeah, but this, is, she... this is the 60s movie. Mm -hmm. Yeah, last one was the 50s. Yeah, and then... Before do you that, think third. that this is going to be the last indie uh, movie that Harrison does? I would say it would have to be, but I, I mean, I, who knows? I hope <laughs> not, actually. I hope not. I mean, I wish they would just keep making sequels constantly. Like, I wish there were 12 Jaws movies. Can you imagine what Jaws 12 would be like? <laughs> and, and, and when you think <laughs> about it... I, of them. Wasn't Michael Caine in one of those? <laughs> Michael Caine was in one of them. Or am I making one? that up? It doesn't matter. No. <laughs> You know, you know, he he could not make the Oscars to receive his best supporting actor 
Oscar for Hannah and her sisters because he was shooting Jaws the Revenge. Mm. And have you heard what he has to say about Jaws the Revenge? He has a very good quote about it. He said, I've never seen the movie, but I have seen the house it built, and it looks great. Oh. I love it. I wish George Lucas would say stuff like that. You know he's got to be thinking something like that. Oh, yeah. He doesn't have to do a damn thing in his life. He's living large. He has gone on record saying um, continuity is for wimps. He's correct. George, George Lucas said that. So people that whine about whether it's canon or not. (laughs) He's correct in that. Yeah. And and uh, (laughs) realism, realism is cinema's lowest standard. That's a quote from me, but uh, (laughs) I agree with both. (laughs) Oh, my gosh. I yeah, I can't believe they're making another freaking Indiana Jones. Well, I mean, and and somebody here, Andrew says here, you know, about the lukewarm reception behind Indiana Jones four. Actually, uh, Brian has a great quote here. The first half of Crystal Skull is the third best indie movie. Um, (laughs) It's pretty good, pretty good quote. But um, the they always said that they made Indiana Jones and Last Crusade to apologize for Indiana Jones and the Temple of Doom. Okay. And and then once they made Crystal Skull, now I believe they're apologizing. Hold on, hot take. But Temple of Doom is my favorite Indiana Jones film. Jillian, everything you say is a hot take. <laughs> I know what I say. I know. I don't know. I think it's because it was the one, it was like the one Indiana Jones film I watched growing up. So for me, it's like that whole like nostalgia thing. I love. Sorry, which one was that? Temple of Doom. Oh, yeah. Well, you know what? It's like Saturday Night Live casts. It depends on how old you are. For everybody yeah. that for mm-hmm. everybody that grew up with the uh, Joe Piscopo Saturday Night Live, the the uh, you know Robert Downey Jr. Saturday Night Live was crap. But if if, if Robert Downey Jr. Saturday Night Live was the first one you saw, then you're like, who's this Will Ferrell guy? You know, I mean, just like it's it's <laughs> really dependent upon you know where where you came in. If mm-hmm. that's that's the age you were, then yeah, Temple of Doom's your jam. You know, Temple of Doom's jam. I've heard people say that, uh, and Alex kind of says this too, that the odd number Indiana Jones movies are notorious for being the better ones. So that's what people are saying. Like, hopefully, because this is an odd number movie, this is number five, that it'll be a good one. Well, also it's directed by James Mangold, and now you've got a lifelong fan who grew up watching the original. And just like J.J. Abrams is like, you know, I'm bringing what I liked about the production process into this and what I liked about the production design, what I liked about the storytelling. And that's fairly accurate. You know, like what mm-hmm. J.J. liked about Star Wars was what should have been showcased as opposed to, I don't know, as opposed to, I mean, I mean, I, everything in the, in the in the prequel trilogy was incredibly valid, but it wasn't what people wanted showcased from the originals because yeah. Lucas was like, well, I already did that, which yeah. makes a lot of sense. It's like, I'm not making that again. But then JJ's like, no, I kind of want to see that again. Let's do that again, you know? And you're like, well, that's pretty valid, too, because now we've had all this time and three other movies that were completely different, only to have people complain that the sequels were too com- were, were too similar. And you're like, well, there's similar. the prequel trilogy if you want different, but you complained about that. Yeah. Adam, haven't you learned that you can't please Star Wars fans? Haven't you Because there's so many of them. <laughs> referring yeah. to Star Wars fans as one thing is the actual mistake. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Yeah, please Star Wars fans. But all I all I need from the fifth Indiana Jones, just give me a short round cameo and I'm a happy camper. Mm. Like an adult short round that comes back to help him, man, that would be badass. That'd be awesome. Right? right? And, and short round those karate and stuff. 
I would lose yeah. my shit. I'd be like, holy shit, it's sure Because it's the 60s, you know, you got Bruce Lee era. He's like, going to uh, be like, be well, he, he wouldn't be that old of a man because he's younger than no. Harrison Ford is. So, like, he'd be a, probably yeah, a short round to be like 40, 50. Yeah, yeah. Maybe. Give me some short round cameo. Give yeah. it to me, Spielberg. Yeah. Give it to me, Spielberg. Or Willie Scott. Willie Scott could come back. Yes, yes, uh, yes, yeah. Willie. Just with Indies, with her going, Indy, the entire time. Like, I would be thrilled. <laughs> What if you got the space race and you got space camp involved in the space race? You got Willie Scott. You put the the star of space camp back in the movie. Oh my god, <laughs> perfection! Spielberg, if you're watching, take notes because we know he is. Because obviously, yes. who's not yeah, watching? Consult us first. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Let us know. Let us well, know what you're gonna do. By the way, I, I don't know if uh, it's been discussed that I do work for John Williams sometimes. You know I was gonna say you have told me this, and okay. I please. More on your and I, as an advertisement for the Hollywood Bowl this September, I would go see uh, the John Williams show because you might see a video that I edited in that show. Awesome. Yeah, it's, I mean, obviously, you know, obviously I grew up, you know, this man's ruled my life. And I'm like, well, I mean, it's not like I talk to him, you know, but I but I submit things that he signs off on that go into the show at the Hollywood Bowl, which is really fun. But the fun thing is it didn't happen on this last one, even though it was uh, it was. I'm doing a montage based on a Spielberg movie, but uh, my favorite thing, I'll, I'll go back to uh, Star Wars, the force awakens, which was, you know, an incredible opportunity is like John wants to do a force awakens montage. And it's a seven minute piece. It's the entire end steps and credit sequence and edit the entire story of Molly. Have I shown you this? Mm-mm. Oh, okay. No. I should send it to you. It's a lot of fun. I mean, it's nothing I can, you know, just between friends, but um, I can't, I can't put it out there on, you know. No, 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 of course not. <laughs> I, could, I could show it to you and that's it. NDAs but, and stuff, you know. Uh, yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. No, just, uh, <laughs> but, uh, but anyway, I mean, you know, somebody like Molly would really enjoy it. But I did a uh, this long montage for The Force Awakens. And the fun thing about it, it was Force Awakens wasn't out of theaters yet. And it wasn't yet on Blu-ray. And so I had a hard drive that had a code that you had to sign in. Oh, and then cool. when, you, when you plugged it in, signed into the keypad, Disney found out that it had been activated. Which is so, yeah. like, crazy. Like, dun, 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 uh, yeah, that was like fun, super spy stuff. So I was kind of working under like super secrecy for a moment. Um, but the, the the fun thing I got to say, because I, you know, I don't have much of a career to speak of. I mean, I got to do fun stuff like that. I get to do fun stuff like the Schmodown. <clears throat> but there was, but after John signed off on it, uh, it, they had to send it to Kathleen and JJ to have them okay. sign off on it. So everybody has to look at this thing before it can be played at the Hollywood Bowl. So for for two weeks of my life, I got to say, waiting on notes from JJ and Kathleen. Yes. Did you tell everyone you met for that time? Everybody. I'm like, yeah, I just did a thing for the Hollywood Bowl. I'm waiting on notes from JJ and Kathleen. I would be like in the line at the grocery store telling everybody, telling the clerk. Yes. That's amazing. Yeah. uh, Waiting on notes from JJ and Kathleen. And I was hoping this last one would go to Steven, but it, I, I guess, yeah, I, well, I mean, from what I know of Stephen, if John says it's okay, it's okay. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> like, Perfect. Stephen's like, you know, we all go like, oh, Stephen, Stephen, Stephen. But it's like, for Stephen, it's like, John, John, yeah, John. Yeah, so, you know. yeah. <laughs> exactly. Real quick, I just want to pull up the super chat from Mr. Tim Sim. Hi, excited hey. with another happy hour with ribs and beer. Ooh, that sounds oh, thanks, Tim. delicious. Oh, wow. Well, I concur that we Star Wars fans are cursed to remain divided, hating Star Wars after The Last Jedi. 
so I, I, I am going to say, so yeah. after, um, so this past weekend, there was a bunch of us Schmodown people that all got together and we were at the comedy store and I had a long conversation with one Mr. Ken Knapsack. He's and the go-to guy to have these long combos with. We too. had, it was just yeah. him and I, and we had this long, probably rum-fueled conversation about mm -hmm. how we love the rise of Skywalker. I love that movie. Thank you. Thank you. I adore. It's a, it's I love a no brainer. That movie is so great. I love so Rise great. of Skywalker. Like, like I, I can understand why people don't like it. I love Rise of Skywalker. Like, I can understand why people don't like it because people are dummies. That's why. Because <laughs> you're, you're right. You're right. You're right. This drink sneaks up on you now. And now I'm now I'm Major League Adam talking about movies. <laughs> yes. Get there it, we go. Adam. And, I, you know what? And I don't hold it against anybody. You no. approach. It's like Fight Club. You you find your own level, you know? Yeah. <laughs> you yeah. seek your own level in Star Wars. It's okay yeah. to be a casual Star Wars fan. First of all, my, my first rule is, if we are talking about Star Wars, then we both love Star Wars. Exactly. Mm -hmm. exactly. <laughs> Thank you, Brian Ward. Ignore <laughs> Tim Sim. Do not put up Tim Sim. It's quote whatsoever. Uh, <laughs> I don't touch the button. That's not yeah. me. <laughs> um, but, uh, but, yeah, I mean, this, this movie manages... First of all, think of the, all the ancillary things that happened to the first trilogy that were unintended. The conversation about, you know, whether Darth Vader's alive or dead between the first two movies. And the conversation between if Darth's really Luke's father between the second and third movies and who he might be. The fact that they got all that conversation actually going again for this one and managed to make the sequel trilogy version of Star Wars, the sequel trilogy version of Empire Strikes Back, and the sequel trilogy version of Return of the Jedi with exactly the same controversy with people saying, oh, it's too much, you know, whatever, whatever, whatever. But, like, it's like they made the Return of the Jedi of the sequel trilogy, and that's not easy. Like, yes, the whole gang's together. They kept them together because they got okay. split up again in Jedi, and anyway... It's, uh, I do. It's, I will. I do have some of my like critiques about it. Like, could we have had more Kelly Marie Tran in there? Hell yes, we could have had more Kelly Marie Tran in there. But like, I do have to say on the Kelly Marie Tran thing. Uh, obviously, the 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 reason we feel bad for her is because uh, you know people really took to her yeah. on the internet. Basically, you know, we people were allowed too much access to her feelings and mm -hmm. really stomped all over them. And she is great in in The Last Jedi and she's perfect in The Last Jedi. Mm -hmm. uh, however, some characters don't, you know, Lando is in Empire a lot, but not in Jedi much. It is it is. I get it. And, and, and I, could, I could see J.J. making that assessment of. She had her movie. You know, Lobot doesn't show up in Return of the Jet. No, I'm just kidding. Yeah. I mean, Lobot's an office, <laughs> oh, a much smaller character. You know what I'm saying? But, yeah. um, but, but, the, but, the, but the fact is, like, she's got, she got her movie. You know, like, mm -hmm. Boba Fett has his movie. He doesn't really show up in Jedi. You know what I mean? So it's like, I, yeah, I, I see that. that and I don't see that. I mean, I feel bad that they had to write lines. They're like, I'm going to stay back and read the. That, see, that I didn't like. I was just like, don't even go there. Just like, yeah. she just doesn't, just, she just is there and has a line and that's whatever. I didn't like because the yeah. entire, for, the entire Last Jedi, she was like, I need to be in this. I'm going to go after people. I will tase you if you try and leave the ship. But then yeah, like right. for the third one, she's just like, I'm going to stay back and read codes. It's like, no, that's not, well, yeah. no. 
it was wow. like so so jj had to have made the decision to have finn go up to her and say hey last chance to come with us and she's like, sorry, I'm going to stay back and read schematics on old Star yeah. Destroyers. Like, he wrote that scene. That's a bad yeah, like, I mean, And was there, like, there are, oh, yeah, it's good. There are more bad lines in the, the Rise of Skywalker than there are in the other movies because they are trying to even, try even and have in it every way. Attack you know? of the clones? Mm -hmm. Even in Attack of the Clones? I think... <laughs> well, I guess I, I guess I meant then in the uh, sequel trilogy. Okay. Um, are there are more bad lines. No, no, no. There's no more. No movie has more bad lines than Attack of the Clones. I okay, think, thank you. Right? <laughs> that holds the record of bad lines. Okay. I think, right? At least we're on that same page. <laughs> we're, on, we're on that same page when it comes to that. No, uh, but yeah. no. I I don't know. That's just that is my humble opinion, and that is also apparently the very very devoted opinion of one Ken Knapsack. Like he told me, he was like, "I will unfriend you." If you have like, anything bad to say, and I'm like, oh, I'm not, I'm not like that, but okay. That movie, example. that movie is nothing but, and I, I don't know if you know the reference here, but like, remember there was a, a magazine called Heavy Metal Magazine, and all the mm -hmm. covers were done by Boris Viejo. Yep. yep. There's these, like, yeah, every every shot in that movie is like a Boris Viejo. Like it's like it is trying to be heavy metal. This. This is is Rise of Skywalker's metal, 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 metal. There's so much metal stuff. That chair that the Emperor's on, you're like, this is like the this is like the drawing that you see that someone did for something badass in Star Wars. It never quite made it to the movie. Like mm -hmm. all the badass drawings you see that never quite made the artist, you know, uh, um, you know, uh, conception of, of certain things. It gets a little changed, stuff like that. Like it's, they all made it like total heavy metal badass into the movie. And there's a whole bunch of uh, the weird uh, ghosts like cheering on the emperor, and uh, it's just it's you just weird. got like a a stadium full of uh, Sith like babies, Sith like. enthusiasts. Yeah, yeah, a, a low altitude. Uh, horses on the deck of a, I mean, I mean, they're or box or whatever, but uh, like the cowboy metaphor horses mm -hmm. in a land battle on the surface of a star destroyer. And that's their finale after having a lightsaber battle on the wreckage of the death star two. I mean, it's like, <laughs> these are like the greatest, these are like the greatest, like fanboy ideas that you should lay awake in bed and go, Oh man. What happened to the Death Star? Did it crash into the ocean? Oh, yeah. what if we did this? Oh, what if we did that? Oh, and it's <laughs> all there. It's every oh, what if we did this? Is in that movie? Yeah, exactly. What like, what if we, what if we had to go back to the wreckage to find this one thing that's like the last of it or the second to last of its kind? And yeah. yeah what if yeah, the Emperor's yeah. alive the whole time and he's controlling oh everything? Yeah. Yeah. Oh my God. And, and a zombie emperor? What's better than an emperor? With those fingernails? Can we talk emperor. about those? Look oh at those God. fingernails. Those fingernails. No, they gave me nightmares. Those freaking scraggly things. Ugh. Meanwhile, that yeah, movie's got like, every other thing going on too. I mean, the whole like uh, you know the, the the opens up. They're getting information from Bulio and you know and all, and like all this light speed skipping. It's like oh my God. It's like blows my brain. So great. <laughs> so great. Anyway, I can. My, that was I mean, my. People that, was that my... think that's a bad sequel haven't seen enough bad sequels because, truthfully, the younger you, <laughs> have you are. Have you seen Attack of the Clones? <laughs> Sorry. I, I don't even mean. I'm talking Problem Child too, babe. I mean, you're, oh, like, you're, you're talking Attack <laughs> of the Clones. You know? <laughs> that's, if you haven't known, Attack of the Clones is my least favorite Star Wars film. Uh, I love that movie so much, but. Uh, <laughs> Ron but does the, too, and I'm like, I can't, I can't, uh, I can't do it. 
I mean, I'm, this is my old fogey thing of saying I'm old enough to remember when most sequels were pretty bad. Like, you know, like oh, most yeah. sequels really forgot what made the, you know, Superman three. I saw Superman four in theaters. I saw Jaws four in theaters. You know, like people now are like. That wasn't Bla- direct to VHS. It was not. <laughs> so So now people are like. A lackluster sequel is like the best sequel we could imagine back in 19, you know, 88 or whatever. We got to see these characters again. That's all they cared about. Yeah. That is all they cared about back then. Look at, look at you. Number three. Yeah, there we go. <laughs> that didn't spin. That didn't spin. spin. I didn't spin all the way. I was about to, that, that, it popped out of there, so I didn't want to. We got we to gotta spin. Uh, well, let's, while we're, because I know, I know Adam has a, has a party he's got to get to. A pink, panther party. Party a, a pink panther party. <laughs> a pink panther party. A pink panther party. A pink panther party. I mean, I think it's those a- are very 60s movies, so I actually think this drink will go along with it pretty well. Perfect. You know, it's going to be like yeah. tiki cocktails for a, a pink panther party. Just don't, make sure you don't make sure you don't go through all of it before your guests get there, though. Just... Yeah. Okay. Yes. That's a. <laughs> if I go through all of this or... when a guest arrives, it will. You know, the, he. I won't be answering the door. <laughs> or if you do, you could be like, "Hey, I don't have any booze, so if you want to bring some, you bring yeah. your own." Byob. <laughs> exactly. exactly. So let's let's get started on these some of these uh, last call questions from our patrons, and mm, yeah. I believe we're gonna start with a video question from one Billy. Jake, do you have that? Right hey, Jill, Molly, and Adam. So my question is. If you could have one song represent your entire life, what would it be? All right. Hope to see you in the chat, hopefully. And uh, have a good happy hour. Oh, right. What is this sorcery? How did he send that? You guys have this uh, a video, interactive video <laughs> thing? This is awesome. Yeah. It's our, so our, our patrons, yeah. Our, our oh, patrons this is great. Did he send that like a day ago or whatever? Is this just like, um, oh, that's yeah, fantastic. I, Jake says yes. Jake says, that's yes, great. That's great. <laughs> that's a very that, Billy. I love that question. That's very deep. <laughs> it's a very yeah. deep, thought-provoking question. What is a song that would represent your, your entire life? life your right? entire life. Saying? Yeah. So, entire life so far. Yeah. Ah. Mm. Uh, my I first gotta... thought was a really dumb one, and I was going to say "Party in the USA" by Miley Cyrus. Love it. <laughs> love it. But. <laughs> Love it. Uh, yeah, I'm gonna go with that for now. <laughs> I don't know what song could represent me because I mean, I really what I really like to do is celebrate the love. I like to celebrate the glory. I like to celebrate the uh, freedom. <laughs> uh-huh. I like to celebrate. I mean, what song could really represent me if I like to celebrate all those things? There's gotta be yeah something out there. I, mean, I just I just love celebrating the glory. I love celebrating the freedom. I love celebrating love the love. <laughs> yub nub yub nub is the song that's it <laughs> it's, it's it's gotta be yub nub that's our song now i'm trying to like legit, no we like, got we gotta think for that, that that's a very heartfelt question so i really do that feel is. like i have to come up with an answer for that that represents my life well you know what i've always used is the as the uh i have to look up the band right now uh what is that band because um um, but see, you know, I, I don't, here's my problem. I don't listen to lyrics on songs. Like I'm a, I'm an instrumental guy. There like you a, go. 
Um, Ooh, I, I thought of a good one. Um, Santana's Black Magic Woman. Ooh, oh, yeah. <laughs> yes, perfect. Perfect. Mm -hmm. Every time that was, song comes on, it's it's my jam. I was trying to think of a Beatles one because that's that's like my mom's band and that's what I grew up listening to. So I could probably think of some Beatles or Wings song. Uh, but for me, I I have to pull from my favorite band of all time. And if you even know me remotely, you will know that that is Fall Out Boy. And uh, the song is called Young Volcanoes. It is a very not very well-known song of theirs. It played on the radio a little bit, but it's it's very like, like anything that bad happens, you're the light and the positivity kind of thing. Like it is basically like the lyrics. What was that one? Uh, it's called Young Volcanoes by Fallout okay. Boy. Yeah. It's it's that. it's that's mine. Like like the like the first lyrics are like when Rome's in ruins, we're the lions free of the Colosseum. Like when things are like shitty for other like kind like to the outside world it seems kind of like oh god this is terrible. You're like, "Oh, but like everything's still fine." Like we're like we're trying to remain positive, so. Mm. Yeah. It's a good one. Yeah. Part of the problem is that I just I don't listen to the lyrics of songs. So um, well, what's, I, then what is what is your favorite song? Then we can just we can just go with that. What's one, well, one, one of your favorites? Yeah, I mean, um, by the way, I did look up this one song. So I, I do have a, a tremendous affinity for uh, early '90s uh, alt rock because mm, uh, what nice. happened in yeah what happened in my life was I went I went to grade school way out in the country. Mm -hmm. In fact, I lived in a uh, a, a um, schoolhouse that was built in 1912, I believe. Oh, wow. So, yeah, like an actual, like, one-room schoolhouse. And that's where we lived. I went to school in a, another school that they had built, you know, not <laughs> much longer after that, maybe. But, uh, but um, and then I moved to uh, a college town. And this college town, right next to my house, was the antenna for one of the few alternative rock stations, college rock stations in the Midwest. There was one in San Francisco. There was a few scattered. There were dedicated college rock stations. This is pre-Nirvana. Nirvana wow. would come. You know, I would I would move there in '88, uh, uh, and Nirvana would come about around '92. When I was in college and, and at my, my college radio station, that I, my like second shift, the guy's like, here, play these. These are the new CDs that came in. And he dropped it on the desk and it was uh, uh, Smashing Pumpkin, Siamese Dream, and uh, Nirvana Smells Like Teen Spirit. So I was like, oh, awesome. these are the new albums, huh? So I have that very firm recognition. But this town was run by a station called 97X, The Future of Rock and Roll. It was very dedicated to not playing that BS that they played in rural, you know, uh, <laughs> yeah. rural Ohio. So I went from looking at the back of uh, of Metallica shirts in all of my, because you always looked at the back of the shirt of the person in front of you in yep. school. So when I changed schools, I went from looking at the backs of Megadeth shirts and Metallica shirts to REM shirts. And nice. what was funny is REM had played this this college town the year before. Uh, or that summer before this co this high school, because I moved there my sophomore year. And I walked into the school having been only exposed to Top 40 and heavy metal. <laughs> uh, and then when I when I walked into the school, everybody had an REM shirt 
and I was like, who's R.E.M.? Because this is before Out of Time. This is like eponymous had just been released or green, maybe, you Uh, know. So it was like, so I have such an affinity. So I've always loved the idea of the song Story of My Life by Social Distortion. Because this is one of those songs. Now, I don't know if the lyrics of Story of My Life actually match the story of my life. (laughs) But just the fact that a song from that time when I was a senior in high school and, and by the way, this town only listened to this station. The radio tower was next to my house, and and it was so strong that all the radios in the house only got that. You would nice. di- turn the dial, and it only got 97X. And I used to joke that in, in downtown Oxford, you would uh, pull up in a car listening to 97X. You would turn off your radio, but you wouldn't know you had because someone was playing it in the storefront. Yeah. And then as you walk down the, the sidewalk, that 97X would fade and then you'd start hearing 97X again because someone else was playing it. It's the only thing that's played. So I don't know. I'll say the story of my life because I love all of those songs at that time. It just were uh, any any alt rock from 1992 is just my jam. You give me some Ned's Atomic Dustbin. You give me some They Might Be Giants. How about Birdhouse in Your Soul? That That's enough nonsense lyrics from They Might Be Giants that I'm going to say Birdhouse in Your Soul defines my life because those songs are nonsense. <laughs> But you apply as much feeling as you feel you should. So Birdhouse yeah. in Your Soul by Them Would Be Giants. Perfect. Yes. <laughs> Thank you, Tyler. Love it. That was so interesting. Yeah. I loved that story. I love story time with Adam Witt. It's like my favorite things. <laughs> it's, it's I best. love it. I have a few, but I'll tell, usually tell that Paul Preston one over and over. <laughs> I love it, though. I never heard that one. So that was yeah. awesome. Yeah, um, yeah. It's lucky, Molly, just the- weird timing in life, you know? Yeah. <laughs> Literally. Molly, you got the next one? Yeah. So the next one's from Almog. Uh, which two movie franchises would you combine? These are speaking good of, questions. Speaking yeah. of, like, ridiculous sequels and, and yes. things like that. <laughs> well, the obvious one, as soon as I say it, we're all going to go, well, that's obvious. So let's, let's expunge this one. Dude. Fast and the Furious and Transformers. Obviously, yes. <laughs> all right. Yeah, yeah. Uh, you know, come on. Because pretty um, soon, Vin Diesel and The Rock are going to themselves be transforming cars, right? They, those two look like transforming cars already. Yeah. <laughs> I, just want, I, just want, I just want Vin Diesel riding on top of Optimus Prime. It's all mm. I need in my life. Ooh, I want to. Oh my okay, god. This is going on a tangent, but I want a uh, Fast and the Furious movie set in the past, like like Back to the Future Three. Where they're on horses, and the on, the only horsepower they're talking about is like actual horses. I mean, it was it's just called Fast and Furious. They didn't define what it is that is going fast. It does not have to be a vehicle. <laughs> it could be a yeah. horse. It's uh, but two two franchi- two movie franchises I would combine. Um, oh man, I, I might combine Twilight with Evil Dead. Oh, you're on to something. <laughs> you're totally on to something. Evil Dead, but with like, you know, misunderstood teens that then go through Sam Raimi crap. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, we can throw some vampire action in there. But yeah, it's it's misunderstood teens with a very peculiar overarching story of like family, found family and things like that. But uh, throw some cheesy Evil Dead stuff in there. I'm going to are- cheat here. But I'm gonna I'm gonna throw down I'm gonna throw down mine. Uh, the, I would like to combine Indiana Jones, Transformers, and Fast and the Furious 
and call it Mask Mask <laughs> Crusaders working overtime, fighting crime, fighting crime. They are making a mask movie, <laughs> right? but it is the combination of those. If you go on Tubi right now, they have every season of Mask, which was a favorite of mine as a kid. I love any cartoon intended to just push toys. Mm-hmm. Um, it, it just is his own genre. And uh, but I watching all the mask re- repeats, they're always after some sort of like Staff of Raw type thing. And their cars transform into different vehicles. So, uh, you know, mask uh, is Transformers meets Indiana Jones meets Fast and the Furious. And so, uh, yeah, uh, I really want to see a mask movie. They are making one right now. They better not mess it up. Because Hollywood mm. needs me to come in and direct some of these movies, I think. Because if they mess Perfect. up G.I. Joe, I'm going to see next week with Snake Eyes. But come on, guys. This mm-hmm. is the yeah. easiest thing in the world. Get some Zartan in there. You know, Boba fed up your movie with some Zartan and you got a deal. Boba but, yeah. fed up your movie. Hashtag Boba fed up your movie. <laughs> Boba fed up that movie. <laughs> see, mine would be something demented. like Because I that's who I am. It would be something like a Hunger Games meets the Saw franchise. Like no. That's a good like, fit. Put Katniss Everdeen in like a jaw trap. Like, get mm-hmm. out of that. Try and use your arrows to get out of that, Katniss. Like, right. yeah. I, yeah. I always Tell her, thought, Jill. Yeah, 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 <laughs> Katniss. I always thought like a, a rated R Hunger Games would be just yes. top tier. I want to see Katniss Everdeen decapitate a 14 year old. Like, that's what I need in my life. Like, because yeah. that's what it would actually be. <laughs> <laughs> you know, this whole time I've been thinking about how to fit Friday the 13th with one of these franchises. And, you know, like a Hunger Games or something, if suddenly there's just a random killer out there trying to kill all of them and doesn't care about the rules of their stupid uh, yeah. post-apocalyptic sci-fi things. like mm-hmm. And my Friday the 13th could slot into any of these. There you yeah. go. Yeah. Perfect. Perfect. I love all these answers and I need this to happen. Oh, yeah. Hunger Games <laughs> with Battle Royale. Khan makes a great point. Mm-hmm. So. The next question doesn't say who it's from. I don't know if it's also from Almog. Jake, let me know who it's from. Uh, if you were on a reality show, which one would you be on? Hmm. Um, uh, Love Island. What? <laughs> Just because Kaiser's working because on it right Kaiser's now. Because Kaiser's there? Or because- yes. Oh, no, no, no. I got a better answer. Go, go ahead, Molly. But well, I was going to say, we could all say Love Island because what's better than hanging out with Kaiser in Hawaii? In Hawaii. At the same time. Right. Yeah. Uh, oh, man. I gotta think of this one. Um, reality show. I think the, having seen the behind the scenes, Schmodown needs to be a reality show, actually. Oh, yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. Yes. <laughs> yes, it does. I'm gonna have to now start I... bringing camera to matches, man. It's, it's, there's too much good reality that's going on. There's so much happening. There's so much happening. Mm-hmm. Um, now that we're live again, now that we're in, on location. Uh, Mm. Oh yeah, Survivor. Survivor. I would not choose to go on to Survivor. I would not either. I would probably die. You know, they stretch the definition of reality shows. I mean, does Penn and Teller's Fool Us count? (laughs) (laughs) They they call they call game shows reality shows now. So I'm like, I don't know. It's uh, a. I do like Jake's answer. I do like the Amazing Race because you get to bring a buddy with you. You have a friend. You get Mm. to travel the world. Like that sounds fun. Here's here. The last reality show I watched a majority of was my obnoxious fiance. What was the my big fat Greek obnoxious oh, fiance? Yes, <laughs> do you remember that? Like that? I do. I mean, this is like 13 years ago or something. No, right but now. I remember that. <laughs> For some reason, that's the one that really like drew. Me. And I was working in reality. Like oh I moved God. here, 
And I did a lot of, uh, um, you know, uh, transcription for reality shows when I first moved to LA, and which is actually a fun job. If you want to see the, the real reality show, Google shirts, my big fat obnoxious fiance. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, my big fat obnoxious fiance. I think I'd I'd want to be on that because not because I would be the obnoxious fiance, but yeah. that guy was an actor. I would exactly. be the so actor who would have to go do that shit. Here's the plot <laughs> for anyone who does not remember this show: an elementary school teacher named Randy Coy is offered two hundred fifty thousand dollars for herself and two hundred fifty thousand dollars for the rest of her family if she takes part in a fake wedding engagement to a man named Steve Williams. Woo! who will also win a quarter mil for himself and for his family if they convince their families of their engagement to get married in 12 that days was the time. Premise. Yeah. So they get I forgot that they were the contestants. They had to go yeah. through it and convince their parents in order to win the yeah. money. I forgot that yeah. part of it. Yeah. That was pretty great. And it was oh, there's only one season, 2004. 2004. 2004, only 6. 2004, that's before I moved here. I was watching that before I moved here. I thought I watched that when I moved here, but yeah. If I had to choose a reality show, I don't have an exact one, but there's probably a hundred of these same type of shows. Any of the like extreme home makeover shows, like just get a, yes. a pair of twin brothers that look alike to come to my house and just completely redo it. Give me an awesome backyard. Like I don't Give want any trading spaces brother. though, because like right. I don't want another I don't want another couple picking what they think is going to be yeah. good for the house, but like yeah. any other home makeover show. Is sure. it cheating to say like aquarium Kings or whatever? They just build a big aquarium in my house. <laughs> like, okay. Let me just do that. Yeah. Yeah, can I have the property brothers come to my house? They have please? a bunch of those, right? Yeah. Where they just build big aquariums or koi ponds or whatever. Exactly. Like, yes. All right. Let's do that. Exactly. And then unveil. Make sure. Oh my God. It's amazing. And I own it. Hey, you gotta pay, you gotta pay taxes on it, but we won't put that in the show. We need to make sure <laughs> Aquarian Kings becomes Pimp a, an actual show. Pimp my ride. ride. Oh. Do you remember Pimp with Exhibit? Yes. Bitchin' Rides. People, people would put like an Xbox or like a PlayStation in the back of their cars. No. Like, or, they'd be right. like, or they would be like, we heard you like fish. We put an aquarium in your car. Like, right. <laughs> like who is still driving those cars from the early 2000s that got know, them completely right? made over? What happened to those cars? That's the reality show. What happened to those cars? Yeah. Yes. Right? What happens to the pimp my ride? Cars? Someone's living out of them for sure. Oh, yes. Wow. That's the truth. That's what it is. <laughs> Let's catch up with Pimp My Ride 10 years later. Like, oh, you're living in this. Exhibit. I was like, you're in here. Exhibit Exhibit is living in one of those cars now. Now, what we're going to do is we're going to re-pimp his ride. We're going to get the urine smell out. We're going to get the McDonald's, (laughs) stale McDonald's out of there. Yeah. Throw away the trash. Oh my God! Pimp my ride ten years later, and they're all living in those cars. Oh my! It'll it'll be called it'll be called Pimp My Life, and it'll be like a life life. makeover. Oh my God! I think you're onto something there. Pimp My Life. MTV, MTV. If you're watching, Pimp My Life. Perfect. Oh man. Okay. What's next? Uh, This one. This one's from Rachel. Assuming everyone has seen the Loki, Loki, the Loki Disney Plus series, right. which is your favorite Loki variant? Oh, alligator Loki! Like, come on. Yeah, Duh. I I love alligator. I love alligator Loki, but I kind of also love oh, no. classic, Loki. Loki. Classic, classic Loki. Classic Loki. Oh, yeah. classic Loki. 
as a, as a as a kid who read those comic books, when I saw Richard E. Grant dressed as classic Loki, I'm like, get that! And it's Richard E. Grant on yes. top of it. Another the star of Josie and the Pussycats, right? Another person yeah. that is like yeah. be, being able to play in all the sandboxes. He was in Star Wars, Loki, Marvel now. Yeah, right, right, right. Yeah, exactly. When when I watched that episode with Sean and they were in the post credit scene, he was like. He was like, so there's a cameo in this movie of someone who's like a list, like like a real big celebrity cameo, mm-hmm. and I'm like, okay, I'm expecting freaking like I don't know Tom Cruise. Did to he let you life. go the entire episode? Yeah. Did he start before you watch that entire episode, not yeah. saying like it's in the after credits. Yeah, yeah. He said there is someone. Sean in this is a episode. sadist. <laughs> yes. So he was like, there's someone in this episode. I'm so I'm waiting this entire. You're episode like, like this is it cameo. Owen Wilson? Because I know Owen Wilson. It's not a cameo. <laughs> I'm waiting for something big, and then like. It, the end the end credit scene happened and I didn't know who it was. I was like, who was the big cameo? He's like, Robert E. Grant. I'm like, who? <laughs> and he's like, Star Wars. I'm like, uh. Is that Crocodile? Is that Crocodile? Is that the one that killed Steve <laughs> I Irwin? Like, yeah. I was like, does the Crocodile talk? <laughs> like, what, is, <laughs> what is this? <laughs> oh my gosh. So that was Ben Sean Sullivan for you. Yeah. Uh, but no, yeah, I like Sylvie a lot. I think she's cool. Mm-hmm. Sylvia is yeah. mine because Sylvia's because fine. the inherent narcissism of Loki for him to only fall in love with himself is so mm-hmm. perfect and underspoken that. and Marvel and that character it's like they nailed it he fell I, yeah. in love with himself That's I so love perfect. it and people there were some people who were so pissed about it and I'm like it's so it's, it's perfection like it's so it's poetic yeah. and it's perfect oh, for his character. It's yeah. perfect. It's perfect. Yeah. It, I couldn't. It's like. And, and Richard E. Grant. Richard E. Grant. And Richard E. Grant. Such a good uh, series. Hey, when I'm is gonna... Marvel going to adopt it? Because I used to get Richard E. Grant confused with uh, who played Nightcrawler in the X-Men movies um, originally. The older one or the younger Nightcrawler? The older one. The uh, X-Men 2. Um, I think of that Thank Alan. you. Oh, I, I need I need to throw more questions out so that happens. Alex, <laughs> like, I used to confuse those two, and Richard E. Grant was one of those genius actors who who got some play for a couple years and then kind of disappeared again. And maybe went to do you know plays or mm-hmm. whatever. But the same thing with Alan Cumming is like he had this sort of strike or whatever. It's like when is Marvel going to adopt Alan Cumming because like he's a genius actor that's out there. Marvel. It's so funny. DC and Marvel should have the same metal detectors, and they do not. Like, no. like Marvel's like, hey, here's this genius actor that nobody pays enough attention to. Let's put him in our project. And DC's like, uh, Bruce Willis. Let's get Bruce Willis. Everybody loves Bruce Willis. No, <laughs> or whatever. Like, here's this problematic actress who beats up her ex-husband. Let's keep her in the series. You know? Yeah, like mm-hmm. DC, DC has never changed the problems they have making media. It is exactly <laughs> the same as it was in 1985 yeah. or whatever. Yeah. <laughs> Let's get Richard Pryor. Should we get Richard Pryor? Let's have Richard Pryor fight Superman. Richard Pryor's super popular. Then it'll be super popular. It's like, DC, calm down. Relax. <laughs> <laughs> right. Take a deep breath. Oh, <laughs> man. Get your ish together. Uh, Jill, I'm going to run to the bathroom real quick, but I, I read it. I read the question, and I'm going to think oh, about it. We can do it. that? Oh, we can. Yeah, if you need to take a break, you okay. can. You can well, not, not while Molly does, but yeah. <laughs> I mean, we can just put we can put Jake and Brian up while get all of us Jake take in a here. Get Jake in here. Break. Are you guys both <laughs> taking a break? 
Well, I no, 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 no. I'm not going to take it at the same time. No, I know better okay. than that. Okay. Well, we'll I was a college DJ. I know not to do that. <laughs> <laughs> well, welcome to happy hour. We take breaks. Hey, let's make fun of Molly while she's gone. No. <laughs> I can never. I can no. never. No, she's a sweet summer child, and I could never. She's my her. teammate. You know I was kidding. I know. I know. <laughs> but to be fair, you would also make fun of your teammates. Let's be real. Uh, yeah, we're the dungeon. We definitely would make fun exactly, of each other. Yeah, exactly. yeah, exactly. I don't think the I don't think the stars would make fun of each other, but we would make fun of each other. The dungeon is just a, it's just a roast fest over at the dungeon. You're just like we should have the dungeon roast to end the year. I mean, there's so many personalities in the dungeon. We really should do a dungeon Christmas special or something to just like screw fart the, around. Screw the draft at the end of the year at the comedy store. Give me the dungeon roast. That's what I want to see. Yeah. Yeah, we really should do a dungeon Thanksgiving special or a dungeon yeah. something special where we all get in the same location and do, you know, I mean, Paul and I used to do, or I mean, I'm sorry, the movie guys, Paul and Karen and Bart and everybody uh, used to do Christmas specials because you love Christmas specials so much. So if you, if you look on YouTube, uh, there are these uh, Christmas, uh, the movie guys Christmas specials, which were, you know, and we would secretly review movies uh, along the way, which is really funny. Like Santa would bring a movie for us and it would be a movie that would be coming out in theaters recently. You know, it, yeah, it was pretty funny. That's so cute. Yeah, the Dungeon Christmas special, that might be a good idea because uh, we all really should get in the same room and, and you know, I could, uh, you know, I, yeah, I, I really want to shoot some stuff right now. I'm really sure. pent up after the, uh, after the apocalypse here. I'm like, uh, I used to be a filmmaker. I need to shoot stuff. And now I have like interesting stuff happening that well, I must if shoot. Guys, if you guys need a place, our new, uh, we got a dining room table that seats six. So if you need a place to film. Where do you live? We're, we're moving to uh, Brea. We're moving to Brea. Okay. So. I've heard of Brea because there's an improv in Brea. There is the, the Brea The comedy improv. club. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Because a lot of comedians will say, oh, I'm playing the improv Brea. I've never There's been, I don't know where Brea is, but I just know it from comedy, yeah. We get a lot of people. It's, do you know where Fullerton, it's, it's like 15 minutes from Disneyland. Oh, so it's the Inland Empire, right? Or is it past the Inland Empire? No, no, no. We're, we're more, I mean, we're, we're like on the Orange County, L.A. border. Okay, okay. Yeah. Brea is close to Orange County. Okay. Well, that sounds lovely, well, Brea actually. Is, Brea is Orange County. I need to move out of downtown. I mean, I'm not downtown, downtown, <laughs> but I'm 20 minutes from downtown. And I mean, it's it's actually the best neighborhood I've lived in in L.A. Oh, yeah. It's mid city and mid city is huh. like just being discovered. And well, just being discovered. I mean, listen how white I am. I mean, you know, <laughs> I mean, yeah, every other ethnicity has been living here for 100 years. But anyway, you know, I showed up. <laughs> <laughs> but anyway, it's a beautiful neighborhood. It's an amazing neighborhood. It sounds great. That yeah, awesome. no, I I love it. I love it. And um, but 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 you know, it, but uh, it's it's the it's the most amazing access to mid city is like no joke. It's like I am like you know a, a five minute drive from the ten San Vicente yeah. Venice. I mean, you can get anywhere, you know. And um, yeah, so it's it's really fun. However, you know, there are helicopters. There are downtown problems, despite all the luxury. But yeah. Mm happens that's everywhere yeah. um but the next question was uh this is a fun one I don't, I don't even know if i can even really think of one for this what's the craziest thing you've eaten he's <laughs> never eaten it's, it's, this eaten... is where i get the, the, the tremendous feeling that i'm not interesting but go ahead Molly. <laughs> i can't even I... like i i can't even because i to me i'm one of those people that like if you put it in front of me i will eat it 
I'm not like, ew, it's made of this. I'm not going to eat it because, like, I'm I'm an adult. Does a but lot so of mushrooms like, count? <laughs> mushrooms? I'm not Maybe. a fan of mushrooms, but I'll eat it. Maybe <laughs> for people who don't like mushrooms, that would be crazy. I uh, so. I'll eat but, them, but, like, I'm not going to be happy about it. But like, I'm talking I'll, a certain type of mushrooms. Oh. <laughs> uh, uh, hey. Yeah. Hey. I see. Pretty medicinal, I do have to say. Uh, yeah, I, I woke up the happiest I've ever been. <laughs> I'm like, Perfect. why don't they prescribe this to depress people instead of whatever the hell they are? Right, uh, yeah. right literally, yeah. Right. For, for me, it would probably be, so I guess like escargot, you could say, because... You did I, eat snails. I love escargot, though. Like, I enjoy it. Like if How I do go, they prepare those? They usually um, saute them in garlic butter. Okay. And then you can put it on like toast and like. Do you have to take them out of the shell or do they take them out of the shell and then saute them? They're out of the shell and then they saute them. By the way, for Uh, anybody who hasn't seen the movie The Jerk, escargot are snails. But I'm sure (laughs) gourmet snails, right? They're they're, like, anytime I go to any restaurant that has escargot, I am ordering it because I really enjoy them. I think they're really good. Um, So I guess, but for other people to be like, oh my God, you're eating snails, but give it a try. They're really good. Get it out of your brain that they're bugs. Um, right. And then also, like, if I went to a sushi place and we went to an all-you-can-eat sushi place and they had an option that said egg, and I was like, okay, I'll try it. Like, you think you're, they're just going to, like, fry an egg and, like, put it with rice and, like, wrap in seaweed. That's not what it is. So the egg was a quail egg, a raw right. quail egg that they chop the top out of, put a shot of sriracha in it, and they give it to you, and you need to shoot it. Huh. That's that's kind of awesome. I I, I, I like totally that. did it. It's not what I expected, but I was like, okay, and I went like it was fine. Like it just tasted like sriracha, but yeah. Mm. So I guess okay. I, I, I have an answer, Molly. Did you go? Oh, uh, mine is actually bugs. Uh, I I Ooh. had candied crickets once. I I've had this. seasoned I... crickets, and they're not bad. Yeah, they they were seasoned in a couple of different ways. So like there were like some spicy ones, and then some that had like ranch seasoning on them. But it's literally like you're you just pop a, cricket. a whole cricket in your mouth. Yeah, yeah. They come in packs. They come in little packs that you can get. Ranch seasoning is delicious. That's what really yeah. matters there, right? It's, it's <laughs> only, they, they're good. They're crunchy. The only thing is when you get a leg stuck in your teeth, and then it's like oh god, and you got to yeah. That's it's, the only. It's very crunchy and crispy, and it's like if you were to not look at what you were eating and you put it in your mouth, you'd be you'd be like, oh, this is just a really crispy piece of popcorn, you know? Yeah, exactly. Okay. But if bad. you look at it, you're like, oh, I'm eating a bug. Uh, when I went, I went to Japan to celebrate a New Year's 2002, I believe, with a friend of mine who was playing uh, uh, Doc from Back to the Future at the Universal theme park. It wasn't park there. to celebrate uh, Attack of the Clones. It was not. It was not. <laughs> yeah. uh, I, oh, oh, you know what though? I did see in the movies. This was one of the great experiences of my life. I just went to visit my friend because I had a place to stay in Japan for New Year's in in uh, Osaka because he was a part of the Universal theme park. He played Doc Brown on the Universal theme park. He was cool. American. And this giant apartment complex that Universal rented out. So everybody that that played a part at Universal theme park there lived there. So each night you would party and drink with the Waterworld stunt guys <laughs> and, <laughs> and all That's the people that played dope. like Snoopy. That show was great. The Waterworld stunt show is amazing. 
Uh, I mean, come on. Who still remembers Waterworld? And yet that is still going on Universal because that's how good that stunt it's spectacular so good. is, right? A plane flies so at good. you and lands up. It's so good. You're preaching yeah. to the choir, sister. You're preaching <laughs> to the choir. So, uh, so, so I went to Japan and so we had New Year's and there's a huge tradition. You go to a temple and everybody goes to the temple and you could uh, and you have to you have put, put a wish down on paper and you wrap it onto the string. And there's this just a string of New Year's wishes that are all over the place. But the vendor going into the venue is selling some Japanese bullshit. And, and it was so. So what it was, was um, it was a waffle cone. A flat waffle cone with, I forget, and then like horseradish, and then like Thousand Island dressing, and then like a raw egg, and then like bean paste. And you're like, what are you making? What, <laughs> what are you is- doing? I have a photo of me somewhere holding this crazy thing that the street vendor made at this New Year's celebration. That's the weirdest thing I ever ate. It was like, I would that. It was I like they were. Oh, I love Mara <laughs> I so love, much. We all love Mara. One of the great victories of this year is getting an Omara Kanopic. Yes. I, I didn't. I, I don't know anybody from the showdown two prior to two years ago. You know, so yeah. Um, yeah, and isn't she wonderful? Let's all go. Let's all go to Universal all together. Mara yes. included. Yes. And Dan, of course. Yeah. We'll group, trip, we'll group trip. Group trip. I would love that. We need to do a group trip, man. I mean, come on. Like, all of us, like, should just go to a theme park for a day. Could you imagine, like, this group? The I mean, the, the we number would, of, We would shut the park down. Yeah. The number for of sure. things I've gone through in my life without the people I know from the Schmodown needs to be re-experienced with you guys, because we all get it, you know? Yes. We get it. We get it. Also, um, can you <sighs> vacuum seal those and send them my way, please? Because, yes, please. <laughs> No, the price of admission is you fly out. Yes. Yeah. We all got to fly. We all got to fly and stay at their place. Like, they don't have room for 10 of us to show up, but we should show up anyway. It's fine. It'll be fun. Mm-hmm. We'll, get, we'll bring air mattresses with us. I'll sleep on their front porch. I mean, for all I can. talk about your reality show. Like, all the Schmodown <laughs> people go over to Mara and Dan's house. Going out tomorrow. Schmodown goes to Arkansas. Goes to Arkansas. Yeah. And, you know, I, I said this to Paul once when I was talking about doing a Patreon or whatever. I'm like, we used to charge 10 bucks for our show at the Second City. It's a live show. It takes an hour. I'm like, so how much should you pay for Patreon for a show of a reality show where everybody from Schmodown goes and stays at Mara and Dan's place? <laughs> oh, <laughs> you know, come on. What's the ticket worth, guys? Let's do it. Can, can it fly us out there, the ticket price? Let's, let's go. Molly, you let's got get, the next question. Let's get skybounded on this action. Right? Yeah. yeah. Um, <laughs> let's go. Okay. Uh, let's see. Selvin has the next question. If you were ever to be arrested, what's the most likely thing that you would be arrested for? I think Molly and I answered this once before, but I'll answer it again. Hmm. It's very easy for me. <laughs> and I think Molly has the same exact answer. And for me, it is public intoxication. <laughs> probably <laughs> public a, a mixture of that and fighting because fighting. If, if i if i get to a i will get to b probably oh. fairly quickly <laughs> do you do you, do, do you know what turns mr hand into mr fist are you saying like you've 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 come to blows uh it's it's been a while but oh, if i were to be arrested the side of molly <laughs> I, I, I know this is new. This is new to me. I like this. This I oh I knew it. 
Did you hear that Molly Damon beat up a guy? Calm demeanor, <laughs> calm demeanor. Did you hear a guy? She strangled a guy with his own pants in the fucking <laughs> Urban <laughs> Outfitters? Yeah. She stabbed a guy. She was, <laughs> he was about to try it. He was about to buy the last pair of Grogu underwear, and I was like, no, sir. Right. Was like, I'm not today. <laughs> not today. Not today. Not today, Satan. Not today. <laughs> <laughs> That's all. So fighting is yours, Molly. Public I mean, fighting? Uh, uh, it would be public intoxication probably would be number one. But quickly after that, it would be the fight probably somewhere. So assault. Assault. <laughs> Now, mine, mine feels like throughout the entirety of my life, and I would assume now, and any time where I've thought recently, like, should I do that? It's like, eh, probably not. You'll get in trouble because mm-hmm. I'm a kid who got in trouble. Um, um, is going somewhere you're not supposed to go. You're like, this door's open. Let's see what's in here. And then I get, right. you know, like somebody comes around the corner, like, what are you doing back here? You know, like, <laughs> I feel like I've done that numerous times in my life, like, Hey, this door's open. Should we just go backstage and see what's back here? You know, <laughs> like, it's hey, Peter Craig. It's my yeah. life model. Hey, it's Gene Simmons. You guys supposed to be back here? No, <laughs> you know, I don't know. Yeah. Just, just that say, yeah. specifically hasn't do? happened. But, yeah. Just say yeah. I got invited. I've I've learned that if you get one of those like neon construction vests, you can go just about anywhere. Well, and I have learned throughout my life. Yeah, if you act like you're supposed to be someplace, no one will question you. It's yeah. it's kind of crazy, yeah. Nope. Like that's I used to sneak into movies a lot because I'm like, if you walk confidently into a movie, like nobody's gonna be like, that guy's supposed to be in that movie. No, they're not gonna. Yeah, say where's it. your ticket stub? Uh, do you see this popcorn? Do you see this soda? Yeah. Where else am I going? Oh, that was a big secret too. If I would if I would buy a ticket for a movie, this is back when I was very poor, I would buy a ticket for a movie and I would stay all day. Because it turns out if you go out to the lobby and for half the price of admission, a popcorn and a drink, well, you obviously are bought a ticket to a movie. You're, you know, you're headed yeah. to a movie with a popcorn and a drink. Yeah. Yeah. Go to How three to break or four the law with Jill, Molly, and Alex. Well, actually, I guess that's, I guess that's the one I would really break. Yeah. Is, is, is going to extra movies. Yeah. How to break the law with Jill, Molly, and Adam. That's, that's what the today's that's, show is. I got into several R-rated movies when I was a, a youngster. Uh, by just buying a ticket for another movie and then just walking in to the other movie. It's so easy. It's so easy. And yet I was such a good kid, I wouldn't do that. The one time, uh, yeah, you know what? That's so funny because one of my favorite stories is when me and my friends were just old enough to drive. My friend was just old enough to drive us to the Contiki Theater in Dayton, Ohio. Uh, to go see Aww. Friday the 13th Part 7. And by the way, this is an entire... T- this is shut down now, but it's an entire tiki-themed movie theater. <gasps> complete with rope bridges and fake torches. The Con Tiki Theater showed the craziest movies also. Like oh, all the three... That's yeah. amazing. Yeah, yeah. No, I, I could talk for hours on the Con Tiki. But, uh, but we went there to go see Friday the 13th Part 7, and they're like... How old are you guys? And we're like, we couldn't prove any proof of identification. So for the very first time in my life, we stepped back in line and asked a couple of people to pretend to be our parents. And they did. And so we had two people who weren't even going to Friday the 13th Part 7 are like, yeah, it's no big deal. You guys are going to see that movie. Whatever. Like, yeah, okay. And we can get two tickets for our kids. And <laughs> if then we you, all went if you've seen see. the first six, then you deserve to see the seven. Yeah, you deserve to see number seven. <laughs> Uh, well, not only we had seen the first six, we'd collected all the Fangoria epi- uh, uh, magazines about Friday the 13th Part 7, and we're pretty excited. Like, we were subscribers. We were into the lifestyle, you know? Oh, yeah. <laughs> Love it. Yes. Love it. So, the next question, 
super simple and easy, maybe. It could be a really in-depth one. Soup or salad? This is another good question. Right? (laughs) It's a very good good question. This is the questions of life right here. Yeah. Good job, Paige. So so you're in a restaurant, and the the server says soup or salad. Which one are you getting? I'm definitely going salad. Like, I love a good soup. Don't get me wrong. But, like, salad is, like, a year-round love of mine that I'll just just eat salad every day. Uh, But, Jill, I know you're a big soup fan. I, so, but here's the thing. I love soup. Even Sean, I've asked Sean, what do you think my favorite food is? He goes, soup. Why? Because you eat it all the time. So, but like, here's the thing. Nine out of 10 times, I would say salad. I would say salad nine out of ten, with a nice blue cheese dressing. Yes, please. Mm. But if they have, if they have tortilla soup, all bets are off the table. It's hundred percent tortilla soup. Let me just say the society has never invented the soup bar. Exactly. However, the salad bar at a Ooh. Ponderosa in, in, in Ohio when I was a kid, <laughs> that miles long salad bar, that's some exciting stuff. They make a salad bar. You can do a lot to a salad. You can do nothing yeah. to a soup. That's true. <laughs> That's true. true. Yeah. What, what do you add to a soup? Some crackers. Soup bar. A soup bar <laughs> is the soup. And croutons or whatever, yeah. like, you know, like four yeah. other things. A salad pepper. bar, you're like, do you want to add a leg of chicken to your salad? Because the salad bar keeps going and going and going. Do you want to add an ice cream cone to your salad? Like, that's a, a ice, that's a salad play. bar. Here's a full salmon that we just have prepared for your salad. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Ponderosa like- had the, 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 sneaky sa- the sneaky buffet, basically. You're like, it's a salad bar. You can get ice cream and a uh, leg of chicken and, you, you know, <laughs> would you like some salmon? Because that's the salad bar also. That was, yeah. Yeah. A side of sushi for your, for your salad. Right, right, right. It's at the end of the salad bar, so it must be a part of the salad. You know. A cheesecake, <laughs> a cheesecake on top of your salad. Here you go. Mm-hmm. Oh, now I want yes. salad. God damn it. Right. Oh, oh, and the salad bar at the Ponderosa had the cubes of turkey and the cubes of mm. ham. The little ham cubes are so good. Ham cubes, man. Ham cubes. Put ham cubes on anything. I'm going to throw some ham cubes in this next drink. I'm going to make sure. <laughs> got to have ham cubes. Ham we cubes. Have a, <laughs> we have a, a board game. Cube. <laughs> we, we have a... We have a board game. Um, it's called Princess. Well, it's not called Princess Box, but that's what we call it. And the the only game pieces other than the cards are these little cubes, and they're the color of ham. And like, they're they are ham cubes, but they're ham made cubes. out of wood. And there's been so many instances where I'm like, I really want to eat one of these, but I know it'll <laughs> turn out bad. But it looks like a ham cube, and I want to put it on salad and eat it. <laughs> Ham cubes. The show is ham cubed. Well, when, yes. when Brian comes in, it's ham cubed. All right. <laughs> Jake, or whoever the hell that was. Jake, or whoever, whoever the hell came in. One of those guys. One of those one other of those people. Guys. I've celebrated the love, celebrated the freedom, celebrated the glory too much to remember who it is that pops in. Yub dub, mother. <laughs> What's his name Yub again? Dub. Now's your cue to pop in. Jake, Jake, Jake. There we go. <laughs> It's <laughs> like Jay, my name's Jay. there on the on the corner. <laughs> I'm just gonna call Yub Nub, Jake. Yub Nub. Both of them are just ham cubed from now on. What's up, ham, ham cubed? cubed. Yeah. Mm-hmm. What's up, ham cube? <laughs> oh 
my god. Molly, you uh, have our last one. Okay, our, our last patron question here. This one's from Chuck, uh, and it says, Adam, why are pauldrons so damn cool, and why aren't more people rocking them? I don't know. Let me, let me throw it on for this one. <laughs> let me get my props. Yeah, let me get my props. This, uh, I had to think for a second about what pauldrons were, but I was like, oh, I, I know what they are in Star Wars. The, the, the shoulder, shoulder I'm accoutrement. To, I'm trying to fish out my pineapple. Ooh, yeah, eat the fruit at the bottom of the drink. I'm it's always soaked up the... Oh, it's always got the soaked up booze in it. There it is. This is, uh, this is a pauldron yes. and a half cape right here. Pauldron yes. and a half cape? Now, I mean, yes. If you're going to go for the full fashion uh, accomplishment here, you need... Yep, a pauldron is good, but a pauldron and a half cape can't mm. be beat in terms of fashion. Yeah. Uh, yes, uh, I love the pauldron because it is... The sign of the post-apocalypse, which we are living in right now. Um, I know we all think we made it through this thing. I think we're wrong. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, witness me. Um, I have always loved the look of Mad Max. The pauldron, and yes, the Star Wars pauldron, uh, the orange uh, Stormtrooper pauldron. I, I intend mm -hmm. to get one of those very soon as well to add to my repertoire of uh, pauldrons. But... I mean, you know, my dream for a long time has been to slowly dress more like Mad Max. And uh, the, luckily, the Schmodown has given me the opportunity to that. But the idea was like, just, you know, one day I just show up and I'm just completely Mad Maxed out. And just add it one thing at a time, just one day. But the pauldron would be the toughest one to add because not everyone wears <laughs> a pauldron. But the, I love the... Uh, what was the question? What, what's it's so great it's about it? Just, what, so why are they so damn cool? And why aren't more people wearing them? So because I, I'm gonna, it, I'm gonna put a spin on this, and yeah. uh, I want you to tell us how why are they so damn cool? And imagine that you're on an episode of Shark Tank, and you have to tell us why I pauldrons love Shark are. Tank. I love Shark Tank. You have yes. to tell us why pretend, pauldrons are a necessity. Pretend in I'm Mister Wonderful. Pitch me your pauldron. I mean, if you really want to make a statement, right? Every type of fashion has been adopted, removed, you know, bell bottoms come, bell bottoms go. You know, the size of pant legs come, they go. Uh, the loudness of shirts comes and goes. It's conservative, whatever. But the one thing people have never made a fashion of, that is a fashion in every other medium, it's in movies, it's, you know, all this sort of stuff, is the pauldron. The pauldron is the one piece of fashion that's left. And when we, one of these days, we're going to get... Caitlyn Jenner wearing a pauldron. We're gonna, it's going to be the big deal. You know, everybody's going to show up. You can't show up without your pauldron. It's it's like it's like big uh, elbow pads in the 80s. We didn't think anything of that. We look back now and we're like, Jesus, is Sigourney Weaver a linebacker for the, the Pittsburgh Steelers? <laughs> yes. <laughs> but at the time, you didn't think that. The pauldron, its time has come. And also... You know, you can show that you've embraced the post-apocalyptic lifestyle. That we are, in fact, all on a roller coaster straight to hell. Because we're just not going to get out of this. Politics, yeah. the disease, we're just not going to get out of it. It's time to live every day as if it were mm -hmm. your last. Buy a pauldron. Buy a pauldron. <laughs> Dress Mad Max. And also, if you want to power up for an extra <laughs> 10 bucks, wear a half cape, baby. Wear a half cape, <laughs> baby. <laughs> It's a little cape, yeah. It's a little cape. 
And it looks movie. good. It looks good. It's Mad it Max. Does. Everybody loves it. It does. You know, if if any of the Kardashians wore a pauldron on their Instagram or or Snapchats or whatever, instant success. Like instant. Everybody's yeah, wearing a pauldron then, and and you all you know it already as a fashion. You know, it's a fashion in lots of things. It's just never been a fashion, and I've always thought it's the coolest looked. I mean, the stormtroopers yeah. have a pauldron. Mad Max has a pauldron. You know, yeah. and on the stormtroopers, it's like a sign of of authority so rank and yeah authority yeah. and stuff like that this is my gang we're the orange gang we're the white gang or the you know with the blue the red gang mm-hmm. oh my gosh now well now i mean you... that's the next step is to actually go fully masked you know we'll yeah. get there because we're all going to hell <laughs> we start with a little just across the face masks for health purposes but now you could do right. oh, you could do anything with masks Old i do love masks. there's a a superhero spy movie from 1966 called uh, Danger Diabolic. I don't know if you guys have ever heard of that movie, ah. Danger Diabolic. Mm-hmm. Um, but Danger Diabolic has a great, cool ninja mask that kind of goes around like this, but it's very form-fitting. And when the when the apocalypse started, uh, I found a... Um, I don't think I have it right here. Oh, I do have it. <clears throat> I found a company that made what looked like... Um, Cause I can't do the, I can't do the over the ear mask and I found this one and I'm like, Oh my God, I can finally, I mean, it's like being able to dress up all the time. It's like, I finally found a danger diabolic mask. Cause that is what the bottom part go. of danger diabolic looks like. Yeah. Oh. Well, the, the, yeah. <laughs> See, it's got like a little curve right here. And so I'm like, uh-huh. Oh my God, I get to dress like danger diabolic all the time. Now look at this, this is completely socially acceptable by society and i'm wearing a pauldron with it and it works it works because it's, it's all collapsing it's high fashion we love let's it let's have fun let's have fun it's all collapsing we love, we love to see it we love to see it well we know that you have a fun pink panther party i have a pink panther party that, to uh that, to get to that you need but... to get to mm-hmm. so let, let's uh let's let's start wrapping up this uh fun episode of happy hour uh just want to say adam thank you so much for, for thank you us. i love seeing you too i can't wait to see you in person molly yeah. when am i gonna get to see you in person when we do the dungeon christmas I, special I, oh yes. uh i wasn't here for that but yes uh anything involving a christmas special i will totally be there for but yeah no, spectacular... i'm saying we're gonna throw one we're gonna shoot one. Oh, well I, i'll be there uh, spectacular <laughs> i'll be there for sure yeah fun damn stuff right. damn right um adam where can the good people find you which social media platform right here i mean where do you oh oh oh, oh you mean after the show's <laughs> over after the show's over he's yeah, like at the I'm, pink uh, panther party <laughs> at the pink panther party the funny thing is you know i do so many things that are absolutely content like in my entire life and now that i'm like with you guys and the showdown and everything i'm like God, I kind of feel like I should live stream the Pink Panther <laughs> vest and I'm like, I don't know, somebody might be interested in weighing in on that or watching along or whatever. But, yeah. uh, you know, it's just the stuff I do with my nerdy movie friends that don't, that aren't even a part of the Schmodown, you know, yeah. this is, this is Adam, Adam Witt, the video, uh, video store employee and, and, and those sort of friends I made. But, uh, yeah, you can find me at the movie guys. Cause that's where I do most of my creative work, uh, outside the Schmodown. Uh, and obviously the Ford Fiesta, I mean, subscribe on whatever your platform is paul made a, a really worked his butt off to get us on every single platform from uh you know itunes to uh um 
the others, <laughs> Spotify or whatever. <laughs> uh, yeah. But so anyway, we're, we're everywhere, and and we uh, only get a show every show out every two weeks now because they're they're it. Somehow, Paul and I have figured out a way to make things impossible to make. Um, so, you know, you guys have the right idea here, which is you press record and two hours later, you're done. You don't have to edit it. But somehow, Paul and I have decided to make each of these shows this epic sound bath as tightly edited things. So they only come out every two weeks right now. I mean, maybe someday we'll just get over it and just record them in a straight shot. But anyway, the Ford Fiesta. The Ford Fiesta on iTunes. We're very proud of these shows and uh, we'll be releasing, should be releasing on Monday, Heroes with Henry Winkler and, uh, and uh, yeah, Sally Field. Interesting fun fact, uh, Harrison Ford and Sally Field were in two very big movies in 1977, Smoking the Bandit and Star Wars. And in late 77, they released a movie with Harrison Ford and Sally Field called Heroes, which was a huge hit because of that. Although the, the the star of it is uh, Henry Winkler, um, yeah, love anyway, it. so yeah, so we're continuing down the career of Harrison Ford. It's very fun, very rewarding. Yay. Yeah, love it, love it. I I just side note, I do want to point out that both Jake and Brian have changed their names in the chat to Ham Cubed and Ham Squared. So uh, <laughs> <laughs> we've started a revolution. We have. Um, Molly, where can the good people find you? Uh, they can find me here drinking, uh, or, you know, on Twitter at Molly Damon, um, at Star Wars Explained. Me and Alex are talking about Star Wars all the time. And yeah, those, those are the big, uh, oh yeah, Malix is our, our second YouTube channel. Um, it's a fairly new thing, but we're, we're starting to do some cool stuff over there. Over there. We've got, that's where Explain It To Me lives, which is where we have other people on to explain to us things like Marvel shows where that's not super into in our wheelhouse, but we love it still. And so we get other experts on to tell us oh, about it. Oh, that's smart. That's <laughs> it, it is smart. sometimes we, I'm like, I just want to know why this is so popular. So somebody let me know, you know, Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> what exactly, exactly. We had, uh, we had Jesse Swift on an episode to explain us uh, Mortal Kombat when the new movie came out. We oh, were yeah. like, why, uh, why are what's people upset over this? What, what's, what did they get right? What did they get wrong? You right, know? right. Stuff like oh, that. I like that. Yeah. yeah. Please explain this to me. Yes. Why is it, I could use that for reality shows. Like, why is this yeah. a big deal? Uh -huh. <laughs> <laughs> Love it. And I am Jillian Marie. You can find me on Twitter and Instagram, Jillian Marie, two Y's, two E's. Uh, you can also sometimes catch me on a Schmodown post interview, interviewing people after they either won or lost, depending on what happens and how they well they do in the match. Um, but we do have our date for the next episode of Happy Hour. That is going to be on August 7th. Math? 7th? Yes. Thank you. And uh, Jake, <laughs> are we good to announce our guest for that episode? So our next, it's, it's going to be a... This is going to be a fun episode. It's going to be a, it's going to air a little differently um, because this will be a, the first episode from my new apartment living location Abode. and B, our guest will be joining us live from my new apartment location. You're and that is somewhere going... where a guest lives. <laughs> well, 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 no, because one of them is going to be out here from one Boston and that is the rookie sensation herself, the Boston badass, Miss Paige Fabretti, will oh be God. joining us live from my apartment. 
to join us for happy hour. So. Oh, God, you're going to have fun with her. She seems um, really fun. I haven't yeah, met we're going to have a blast. So if oh, you think great. the craziness, if you thought oh, it was all craziness virtually, yeah. we're going to be doing it live. So. Oh, wow. Now, are you going to have a space in your apartment where you can set up a couple of microphones and you can all sit around a table? Is that going to oh, be, yeah. that's, oh, yeah. you know. It's going to be, it's going to be positioned right in front of our bar. So. <laughs> nice. That's fantastic. So, yeah, it, it's going to be a fun one. So make sure to tune in for that on August 7th. We will be joined by Paige Fabretti and we will be, we will be missing Molly because unfortunately she can't join I'm, I'll still be there virtually from Atlanta, yeah. but you know what? I'll get twice as drunk just because. <laughs> Here we go. <laughs> Perfect. So that's going to be a fun one. So thank you all so much to um, everyone who joined us. Thank you to the patrons for sending yeah. in your very Thanks amazing. For caring. Yeah, thank you for your amazing you know? thought-provoking questions. Yeah. And uh, for Molly, Jake, and Brian in the background, myself, and Mr. Adam Witt, thank you once thank again you. for joining us. This has been Happy Hour with Jill and Molly. Uh, cheers to freedom. Cheers to togetherness. Cheers to Celebrate yep. the love. Celebrate, Celebrate the, the love. freedom. Celebrate love. the glory. Celebrate the love. Yup, Celebrate the love. Celebrate the love. Have a good night, everybody. Make sure to drink responsibly. <laughs> Cheers. Have a great weekend, guys. We'll see you on the next one. Cheers. Cheers.